Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Film Burrito, where we are coming to you live on digital recording from our doomsday bunker, firmly ensconced with our toilet paper, our MRE rations, and uh, and several loaded weapons. What's up? You didn't even give me my intro. Uh, which with you, as always, is who? With me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Chuck. Yeah, hi. What's up, Chuck? Are you surviving? I'm glad I'm an afterthought after toilet paper and MREs. Well, everybody who listens to us, the, the three that do, know that you're here. I hope so. We're Maybe I got the Rona. <laughs> My Corona. So I thought... We, we, we actually took our temperatures before, uh, before the show. Yeah, you, we're, we're, you stuck something good. in me. And, I and, probed you. Yeah. So I thought that... When the coronavirus thing first started, I was like, we have hit a new low in quote-unquote woke society when we can't even call alcoholics by what their disease is. Yeah. And I'm like, I just, is it, is it, is it a specific type of alcoholism? I was unaware for weeks. For weeks? For, for at, least, at least six minutes. Were you, were you tuning in to CNN to make sure that you were update? Up no, I don't, the, I don't watch the news. No, neither no. do I. It's any news is. I have I have really tried to stay away from it, especially during an election year. I try to stay off of the socials. Brutal. I try to stay away from the newses. I try to stay away from, but not the newsies. No, they sell papes. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and vapes, papes and vapes. (laughs) That's a great idea for a business. Once this blows over, papes, vapes, and pancakes. (laughs) Get your fresh Ohio maple syrup here. Yeah. Well, extra, extra, read all about it. We got your vapes, your papes, and This your is Flap pancakes. Jackson in the morning with our, our, our papes, vapes, and this. We're going to go. We're coming to you live from the uh, Sky Chopper here at uh, Papes, Vapes, and Pancakes. What's, what's the name of the, uh, the, tra- the, the traffic person always has a, a clever name. What would, what would a, a good traffic? Tom Petty, because they're free-falling. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, like, uh. Do you think he looks up from hell and, uh, and sorry, that was really mean. Sorry, t- Tom Petty. And it was presumptuous. I mean, he did a lot of bad stuff in the 70s. Haven't we all? He ki- I was alive for a year, and not even that, six months. There's plenty of time to do some bad stuff. I mean, stuff. I probably pissed on my parents, which is a sin, because that's not respecting them. That's and right. I probably, Honestly, father and mother, you, you probably had uh, explosive diarrhea on them. I would say... In the seventies, I committed public nudity. There you go. Public urination, uh, disturbing the peace, disturbing the peace, and I an all around just a brat, if you will. Yeah, I would have been. I would have been a brat. Uh, wouldn't sleep. Just contributing up all to the night. delinquency of a minor by contributing to your own delinquency. Can you do that? Probably. I don't know. At any rate, the world's on fire right now. Not just Australia, but. It's pretty everyone's everyone's got a temperature of ninety eight point seven or above. It's we all got this. We all got the Corona crud. <laughs> we'll be all right though. This will all blow over. I think one of the one of the you know if there is any silver lining to this cloud, I think it's that you look you look around, you look on social media, you look at all the local businesses and stuff, and everybody's rallying around each other, which I think is is cool. And you know, with uh, restaurants, they're like, they're like hey. Uh, swing on by. We're gonna we'll bring it right out to you. You know, so everybody's got curbside pickup now. Where they didn't have it before, now you can totally do it. Sonic's gonna sue some fuckers. (laughs) Yeah, just (laughs) yeah. Sonic is like, oh, and uh, not the hedgehog, but like 
Curly Fry Central. Speaking of which, saw that with the kids a few weeks ago. Yeah, people tell not me it's bad. not bad. It's not bad. A lot of hype for nothing. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, due to uh, the COVID nineteen, uh, everything. There, a lot of the stuff because the theaters are being shut down. A lot of uh, films and and TV and all that stuff. It's being released digitally early, and Sonic is one of those. Oh. So that'll be that'll be out soon. One of the ones I'm really looking forward to is Onward. They're releasing that on Disney Plus April 3rd, I believe. What's that one? That is the newest Disney Pixar film with uh, Chris Pratt, Tom Holland. Who are they? Uh, they are famous actors. And what are they in? You should probably listen to Film Burrito because I those, those devastatingly handsome men talk about movies and pop culture. Well, where and, can and I where can I find Film Burrito? Well, funny you should ask Flap Jackson. Go to filmburrito.com. You that, can subscribe. Is it still up? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Who knows? There's a lot of uncertainty these days, and we just need to take it one day at a time. Look, so only you can help and prevent each other. coronavirus. That's true. Stay away from people. Uh, if if you haven't already developed crippling anxiety, start. It's not a bad thing to have in, in times like these. Yeah. Dave Grohl said that the best. Times like these, we learn to hide again. <laughs> Too true. Yeah. Too true. Yeah. So, uh, so it's been, we, we took last, well, I'm going to say last week, but we took last show release week off yes. for spring break slash alcoholism. And a lot of yeah. stuff's changed since, since the last time we sat down to record. Um, and I don't remember if we addressed it because it's been so long ago, but our social media is completely non-existent and that's fine. Well, we're, we did what you call social media distancing. Yes, it's, it's so yeah. that you don't get LimeWire on your break. on your computer and yeah. devices. We're doing that for you out there for the public. It's right there. We're 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 looking out for you. And um, but that's gonna that's gonna be changing. We have uh, a new direction yeah, that we're reboot. gonna be going in. We're we're doing a reboot. Yeah. Or is it a re? Uh, what was the the reboot or remake? Remake. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think it's gonna be a complete remake. We're not rebooting Good. the old thing because the old thing was broken. In a way that needed to be fixed, that we didn't really. When you look at something that you that you like, and kind of got accustomed to, and then it goes away for a while, and you look at it with fresh eyes, you go, "Huh, maybe not as great as I thought it was going to be." And perfect example, the movie Days of Thunder. Re- yeah, did you watch it again recently? No, but I just have been thinking a lot about it, and and <laughs> just, I remember it, it just fondly into your consciousness just again right now. No, because like it's so for my sister and I, it's a very quotable movie where we yell, "Let me out of the cock hole, let me out of the car," um, just randomly for no reason. Uh, but the whole movie is not great. It's just well, I mean, there's a lot of lot of movies from the '80s that you look back on, and that just, movie came they, on the '90s, right? Early. Early, late yeah. 80s, late yeah. 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Like 95. Whatever. <laughs> You've never seen the movie. I've never seen it. So, but, it, but that was because uh, I watched Ford v. Ferrari, which was fantastic, another racing yeah. movie. And I was like, well, what's the last great racing movie that I've got the nostalgia for? And I was like, Days of Thunder it was a great racing movie. Because it, it not only did it inspire Ricky Bobby, it introduced me <laughs> to John C. Riley. And because yeah. he was in there he's as so, that bit part, he's so funny and everything. But he wasn't in this. He was in Comic Relief in, in Days of Thunder, because he was in Days of Thunder and Ricky Bobby. Oh, but he was a, he was a serious. He was yeah, a, it was a serious, serious role. role. Yeah, because that movie's not really funny. It's got funny moments, but it's not funny. Sure. Um. So yeah, and and so that's and no, I've never seen it. I, that's uh, that's what got me thinking about you know, life in general and saying goodbye to 
things things from the past. Yeah, but those will be changing. So yeah, our socials will be up and and functioning here within a couple of weeks. Be- and like I said, in the meantime, go to filmburrito.com. You can really subscribe. You that's yeah. That's Wait, it. you know what? There. Honestly, fuck the socials. Nobody cares anymore. Uh, it's all on its way out. This internet Dude, thing's a fad. Uh, yeah, I. Just just download our agree. podcast directly from Merck and uh, and chat us up on Friendster and and that's all you need. <laughs> you For the, the seven people that listen to us, you have our phone numbers. Just call us. Not only that, but you can get on uh, get on AIM or uh, ICQ. Yeah. Uh oh. And, we'll, and we'll, we'll chat. You know. Yeah. We'll just chit chat. Uh, we are working on getting our MySpace page up and running, so that's that's forthcoming. Yeah, we so actually have a meeting with Justin Timberlake so that we can talk about whether this is musical or not. Even right. though the, the intro is musical and so is the outro, but he's like. Songs usually aren't an hour and a half long. That's that's true. With a lot of spoken word in between. I was like, dude, it's the new hip hop. I'm like, we do it in mumble rap style. Like, did you go to the movies today? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. That's nice. I think somebody out there should take that, sample it, put a little uh little little auto tune. Yeah, the seven click track in the, the back. The seven forty plus year olds who watch who listen to this show, just go ahead and <laughs> do that. Do Get that. creative. Come on. Yeah. Watch a YouTube video on how to do it and then I can do it. So what else is so what else has changed since the last time we spoke? I had the whole world is on fire. Well, was besides, besides that, that, I mean, and besides that, so I had uh, I had hurt my back and I was just coming off of of my I needed needing a backyotomy and I got a new right. job. Yeah, new job. So I, I new vehicle, new vehicle. You nice. had a dead ear. Yeah, and now you have a dead leg. Got a dead leg? No, <laughs> just like, and then, the forties are not treating us well, bro. I, I mean, I, I'm I good. Say. I'm good. Oh, I'm good too. I mean, I'm getting around, but uh, crap hits fans. I shaved. Yeah, provocatively, it looks nice. Uh, the, the, I have, the clean so, shaven looks nice. Yeah. So I, I can I get a haircut? Like I don't know if they're closed or not. I'm assuming you can't they're closed. Okay. No, the the salons and barbers are closed. Okay. Uh, so dog, if you're out there and you are in the in the uh the market for a haircut, please consider getting gift cards to your salon or your barber. Help them out during this this time and you'll be all set when we're able to get out of our houses again you can go get uh go get your wig split. Yeah, and uh for anybody who who's out there who is a uh a stylist or or a hair cutter person, barber I think the word is I'm looking for. A lot of them have their own personal tools. So if you know somebody, ask them, "Hey, would you do a haircut for me for 15 bucks, 20 bucks cash?" and they'll come over and cut your hair for you a lot Yeah, of house times. calls. I uh I actually dated a, a girl for a, a hot minute who was a, a she was studying at the Michael Corleone haircutting place oh, across yeah. from Progressive. And she came over and cut like my it. hair uh, for me, which was fantastic, except for my uh, my vacuum cleaner stopped working. And so I just had human hair uh, all over my floor for wow. a day. And that was gross. That was really that's, gross. That's nasty. I'm like, this isn't coming up. You should probably leave now. And she's like, but I thought we were going to. And I'm like, no, you don't understand my anxiety and crippling fears. <laughs> the fact that there's my DNA is all uh, over OCD. The, the floor. Yeah. I got, I got OCD and I can't operate with a pile of hair in the corner. It wasn't even that. That's it was nasty. when I vacuumed it, it... It, the, the, because the brushes was still going, so it was like perfect lines of my own hair oh. in the carpet, just like laid. I'm like, mm, oh no, this is this is a thing now. This has become my entire world. So that's but brutal. yeah, if your vacuum cleaner is working, you need a haircut. Reach out to and I mean anybody who's out on social media who's a who's a hairstylist, you know them by their by their yeah. Facebook photo because they have a look, and it's usually. A lot cooler than yours. So just ask them, hey, do you cut hair? Yeah, do you cut hair? I see you have a bouffant and it's 2020. Do you (laughs) cut hair? 
And if they say is yes, that a beehive. I don't what? know. Oh, jeez. If uh, yeah, if you have a pompadour haircut, then you probably style hair. Nothing wrong with a pompadour. Let There's, me tell you. No, they have really good food. You do? I've still never been there. It's, 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 I've been there twice. It's yeah. It's not. Well, we'll have to do this when this all blows over. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, did, I, I believe you sent it to me, but the Shaun of the Dead, uh, Nick Frost, yeah. Simon Pegg remake, that was really, really, really funny. Very funny. If you haven't checked it out, uh, we will link it. Yeah. So, uh, But not not until the new person starts, so probably like six weeks from now. It's a, it, Just be patient with us. We're, yeah. we'll, we're, we're getting this thing together. It's, we can't do everything on this show. It's kind of like coronavirus. We're not really sure what's going on. We have a, a general <laughs> direction that we're going in, but everything will work itself out. So just... What I like is that it'll it'll be fine. Uh, you know, with a lot of the stores and restaurants and stuff closing, we have kept our doors open. That's true. But I do want to apologize. We did have our give our first and only giveaway, and we haven't been able to distribute those goods um, because the National Guard has been called out. Amazon has stopped delivering. I don't drive to Geneva very often, uh, and, you're and lazy. sheer laziness. Yeah, just I I work an hour away and. I don't get home until like six o'clock and I'm super tired and I go to bed at nine thirty because I'm old. Enough excuses. Yeah. Ready to get the show on the road. Is it are we recording? Uh no, we're not. Ah oh, crap. Should we start over? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, no. Um so are we going? Yeah. So what we're gonna do today, we're gonna help y'all out through this uh this corona apocalypse and our huh. lockdown and quarantine. Cropocalypse? Cr- uh, cr- corona apocalypse. Covid apocalypse. Corona. Apocalypse. Corona apocalypse. Why are you why are you trying Gallipoli? to to why are you trying to improve upon what's already awesome? Yeah. Corona apocalypse. Do you know what say you say it once? Do you know say, what you can say corona apocalypse? Felt good, didn't it? No. Go <laughs> okay. Do you know so, what you know what would be a really good binge watching uh movie marathon that to tie into our podcast? What? Quentin Quarantino. Oh, very nice. Uh, <laughs> Oh, hey That's not my joke. I love it. So I think it's weird, just before we get into that, because um, I'm going to steal a joke from somebody that I saw online, but I thought I think it's very clever. So obviously the self-quarantine for the next two to four weeks are indefinite or whatever. Um, yeah. A lot of babies going to be born in about nine months from now. Right. And a lot of those babies are going to go to school probably because they'll, they'll survive if they get the vaccinations. Yeah. Uh, not to take a stand on one way or the other, but I mean, this is pretty good proof that we should probably get vaccinations out there with all of our kids. Anyways, <clears throat> um, just think about it. So, so that graduating class when they when they turn thirteen will be known as the quarantines. Yes, yeah. I, I've seen that as well, and I've also called them. I uh, heard them called the uh, coronials. Coronials, is, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder which one of those will actually stick. I hope neither. I hope it's something even more creative than uh, than take your hand generation off generation of Z. Or, there you go. Thank you. Uh, like, can we can we get something a bit more? It started with us. It started because we were Gen X. Yeah, and then they were like Gen Y, and then they were like mm, Millennials is better. And then then they're like Gen Z, Gen Z, because then... it's the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I guess that's gonna be is it Gen Z? It, better if better you're in Europe or Canada. Better Z than dead. Zed's dead, baby. Yeah. I like uh coronials. I do too. I think, I think that's good. COVID onials? No. Uh we'll work on Co- it. We're doing our Covidials? No. Come up with uh something something yeah. creative. COVID Kozar? Because it's nineteen. 
Oh wow, that was a stretch. That was a, that was a Cleveland was only. Though. Yeah, Cleveland only. So, like I said, we're going to help y'all get through this uh, with some suggestions, and it's it, this is not a. Uh, uh, a original unique list that we have come up with. This is actually uh, a, an article from Wired uh, entitled What to Watch While You're Stuck at Home and How to Stream It because social distancing probably got a lot of time on your hands. Here's how to pass it. Yeah. Like a kidney stone. Ew. But hopefully oh, less I, I watched a video of a girl popping tonsil stones out of her mouth. Oh, no. It was the worst, but I couldn't look away. That's oh, how you pass okay. the time. Yeah, let's change the subject quickly Ugh. on that. So I want to thank my sister, Sarah, for uh, forwarding this over as a show topic idea. Sister thank you very Sarah. much. If you've got uh, show topic ideas, please send them to us at, uh, what's what's our email address? It's jason at filmburrito.com or chuck at filmburrito.com. Do we have a main one that's like filmburrito at filmburrito.com? Well, it's the, or it's us the Gmail account. At film, filmburrito at gmail.com. Filmburrito at gmail.com or jason at filmburrito.com, whatever. Yeah. You, you, Actually, just go to filmburrito.com filmburrito. and then do the message Click thing. Click it. There you go. It, it gives you an option to put in a fucking message. Just put in your message. Message. You're going to want to hear another message. So here we go. Let's go down this list, and I'm going to jump around a little bit. Because you're Chris. Because Cross. I am House of Pain. Or House of Pain. Hey-o. Oh, that was I missed it. Uh, is, is so is uh, question. By the way, my kids love Jump by Criss Cross. They they are addicted. To that you song. need to let them listen to so. Can of Corn. That's my favorite song off that album. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. Okay. Um. So, uh, we, uh, my part in this, am I, am I, uh, am I, uh, is this going to be? Do you want me to be like I'm going to watch this or not watch this? Like, is is this like a Chuck poll? Are you going to read this list and I'm going to be like, hmm. Well, I'm not going to watch this. No. So here's what this is. So we've got we've got TV shows and we've got movies, and I don't know if we're going to, you know, I, I might jump back and forth, um, but there are some that I've seen, some that I haven't seen, some that you've seen, some that I haven't that you haven't seen, yeah, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And we're just going to go through. I'm there. There are some that I know you've seen that I haven't. That I'm going to ask you, what do you think about this? Okay. So it just might help give some people out there ideas if okay. there are things that they haven't. Uh, partaken in yeah so yeah let's jump right to the top of the list for uh yeah best tv shows to watch this is a hulu show uh 11 63 seen it what did you think drinking drinking all right so he's drinking i'm gonna say i've watched it and i i found it thoroughly enjoyable i'm not i, I think i'm a, a, the ending a, was a weird. reluctant james franco fan because I, I don't want to I think to those like are called him. Francophiles. Is that true? Is yeah. that what it is? No. Okay. Frankenbeans. I, I, I don't want to like the guy, but everything that he's in, I kind of dig a little bit. Um, so I don't like any of his comedies. I, see, he, now... He plays a good, a good straight man. Most of the comedies that he does have Seth Rogen. And I don't like Seth Rogen, so it, it immediately makes me like James Franco a little bit more. Yeah, I don't care. Like, Pineapple Express did not care for him in. Um, the interview, I, I the actually The interview, dug. I didn't, yeah. I, I just, he's, uh, I like him, at, like, it's weird. He's, like, a leading dude. Like, he needs to be a leading man in dramas. Like, he could be the next uh, Tom Hanks if he played his card rights, where he could Possible. just get that. Every Dude, you know who good I th- drama role. You know who I think is going to be the next, like, Tom Hanks style? Colin Hanks? Play? No. No, Chet Hanks, the, his other son oh, who thinks God. that he's Jamaican. He is Jamaican. No, Have you seen him? Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. He, that dude. Yeah, he's pretty fantastic. He can act like a mo Like, 
everything that I've ever seen him do, he just knocks out of it. Actually, let's segue. Um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon. Steph watches it. I don't. But now that I know that the lady who wrote it also did the Gilmore Girls, I'm more interested in it. Uh, Sterling K. Brown was in season two. Phenomenal job. And, and he only... I don't want to say it was a bit part because he had he had an arc and he had many episodes, but he was kind of an ancillary character. He was the, the manager and best friend of um, the guy who... Midge was opening up for on tour. So you didn't get a whole lot of him through season two, but there was an, an, enough that every scene he was in, he stole. Well, so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's really the main character in this is us. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's like him and Jack are the two that you're like, that's who you follow mostly. The rest of them are, they have their moments and arcs and stuff, but he's really the breakout star. I think in that show. Definitely. Definitely. So you have not seen it, you said. No, I have not. But you're interested because of Gilmore Girls, which we will have to dedicate an entire show to, because I definitely need to hear your take on that. It's a great show. Ended weird. Speaking of ending weird, eleven twenty two sixty three. You said that you didn't like the ending on that. I I would tend to agree. Was it, although, like, how how would you end something like that? I mean, it, so the, I didn't like the ending just because the lead up was we're going to make everything. It was spoilers, by the way. We're going to make everything better by going back and preventing this thing from happening on maybe the date ten twenty two sixty three. Um, and then when they finally accomplish the goal at the end of the season, they're like, uh, they 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 go. Oh, everything is ten times worse. Go back and let this horrible thing happen. And I, I mean, I like the idea that it sort of answers that question, that what if question. Uh, you know, had Kennedy not been assassinated, how much better the world would be? And it turns yeah. out not at all. Not at all. Not yeah. like worse, <laughs> way worse. And uh, so it's, but it just to me the payoff wasn't. I mean, it was definitely the Stephen King esque twist sure where you're like oh just the, the, this is the way the world is now and how terrible it is it could be worse um but i was just i was like i expecting wanted to see more you're not even well sure i wanted what, to see more. yeah i wanted to see what the world would have actually like how much better things would have been and just you know, not so yeah not that it was bad at all but i just the payoff for me wasn't I, wasn't there i would definitely watch it again just to see what i missed yeah um what about the act on hulu have you heard of that no all right, we're going to skip it then because I haven't either. Uh, American Crime Story on Netflix? No. Uh, it's going to be a really short show. If you've heard of any of these, also, like, that's another thing to reach out to us with. Let us know what you've heard about it. American Crime Story, don't know about that. Better Call Saul, I've been watching that again. So good. So I, I probably touched on this either in our personal lives or uh, in our... Uh, show lives. I think we but touched on a previous show. I, I so I watched Breaking Bad, but I I didn't watch it uh, in, in like episodically. I binge Binged watched it. Yeah. it to the last season, which and is it was a like tough show to binge. By the way, it's well. The problem is, is that all of the drama that you get out of an episodic show that's weekly, you miss because you're like, well, what's going to happen next? And then you immediately find out. And so I had watched every season until midway through the final season and then episodically watched the last six or seven episodes. So for me, Breaking Bad was like not great because I didn't have that experience like like right. I did with Lost. Like I binge watched the first two seasons of Lost and then the then you rest caught up and you were able to enjoy the the social aspect of it where everybody yeah. is on social media going, What's gonna happen this week? Yeah. So I didn't get that with Breaking Bad. And, yeah, and I because did of that 
because of that, I, I didn't care about the show, and I've tried to go back and rewatch it, and I don't care for it because I just remember it being. You didn't have a an appreciation chore. for it that you get when you do watch it episodically. Yeah. I think that you 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 get that appreciation for it, and it's easier to go back and do a rewatch because it it holds a special place in your heart. Yeah, because it's like I look back on it now, like Stranger Things versus The Mandalorian. Both great shows, both have amazing writing and acting. Right. I like The Mandalorian better, not because it's Star Wars, but because I have more of I have I have a feeling of of I'm excited for the next episode and not I'm gonna binge watch this over two and a half days, kill an entire weekend so that it doesn't get ruined for me, and then wait nine and a half months for the next season to come out and forget everything. Yeah. Like I could probably go through the Mandalorian and be like, Oh yeah, in this episode this happened. I've only seen it once. Like, I can give you episodic breakdowns of it because I remember it episodically. With Stranger Things, I can give you the grand arc. Yeah. That's it. Well, kind of like the show You. Yes, that's another one that Amazing I really like. Amazing show. But you forget about it. Well, I, yeah. I, the, the first one I binged over, I think, two or three days. The second one, because I was sick at the time, I watched the entire show in a day. Yeah. So it's like... All right. That, Atypical is awesome. a, a show that's three seasons on Netflix. I binged through all three seasons of them, and now they're like, the fourth season's coming out, but it usually doesn't come out for like a, two years in between seasons. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this was a mistake. Right? That was this the way was that uh, that um, Game of Thrones was. But not, you know, I mean, you didn't have the binging thing, but you, so long of a wait between yeah. that you had to go back and binge a season before the next season came out just to remember what happened, especially with a show like Game of Thrones that's so so story-heavy and so many uh, interconnected. Uh, speaking of which, Game of Thrones, that's on the list, too. Never uh, seen it. On HBO Now. I really enjoyed it. Did not like the ending. Didn't like it at all. Not because of the way it ended, but because, and, and I know that this is a debate that I could get into with a lot of different people, but I just didn't like the way that things swung back and forth so quickly. It felt to me like they were kind of rushing to get to a point that they wanted to get to. Yeah. Instead of like, we know this is the point we want to get to and we're going to get you there gradually over. Well, wasn't uh, it because they lost their reference points? That's part of it. Yeah, because um, George R. R. Martin had only written books up to a certain point, and then the show had gone beyond that. Yeah. So they had to kind of figure that out. And they had him as an executive producer, and we're talking to him about, hey, what's your vision and stuff like that. But ultimately, um, you know, the showrunners, and I, I, their names escape me at this point, but they, uh, you know, they kind of took it their own way. And I, I think that we lost a little bit there. But again, I, I can't, I cannot stress enough how much. If you watch season one, I think if you commit to that first season, I think that you will be into it enough that you will see it through. Mm. And I did like it. I mean, overall, even though I had some problems with the ending, I, I did enjoy it. So back to Better Call Saul. That's actually going on right now. Season uh, five or six. I can't remember. Yeah. See, I watched the first season and I liked it because I had just come off of Breaking Bad. So it had that episodic feel that I wanted. Yeah. But because I didn't have the investment in Breaking Bad when season two came out, I had other things that were on that I wanted to watch. And so my DVR filled up with it and then I just deleted it. Yeah. Other things took precedence. And yeah. And I'm like, bypass it. I don't really care enough about this show. And like, I think, no, I'm going to get to catch some flack for this. I was never a, a Mr. Show fan. 
So like, yeah. I'm not a Bob Odenkirk fan. I like, am. like a lot of people are. Yeah. And the same thing with David Cross. Like, I'm not a David Cross fan. I like things David Cross has Arrested been Arrested Development in. specifically. Exactly. Like, that's fantastic. Tobias Funke. But seeing seeing him in other things, you're like, oh, okay, that's David Cross, or that's Bob yeah. Odenkirk, and I, and I don't care. Now, I did like Odenkirk as Saul. I thought, what a slimy character, and I like that they're building on his dramatic chops, and he's not just playing the yeah. fool. But the other thing is, is that I, I look back on... You know, he he originally tested for Michael Scott in The Office. Yeah. And had he gotten that, I would have never watched The Office. Uh, I don't know about all I that. I do he, not. I could not watch him in that role. Written exactly the same, same lines as well, Steve Carell. You don't I know because don't, you don't have a frame of reference. I, you but only you do. know Steve Carell. You do. You can't look you, back and say what you yes, would do. No, you do. Because the episode that he guests on where he's the boss and he's interviewing Pam and he's yeah. playing the Michael Scott character. Right. I cringe in a bad way, not in like a, oh my god, I can't believe I you know this train wreck, I can't not look at it. I cringe at I don't like what is happening right now. I don't want to be in this episode. And you don't think that that has anything to do with the fact that you've grown to love the Michael Scott character played by Steve Carell and you're nope. looking at that as nope. this is just a you know, a Hydrox version of his Oreos. Well, oh, Hydrox came first, and then Oreo. That's true. But no, I, I mean, it, it very well could be, but I mean, I think it's just because I see Bob Odenkirk. Okay, same thing. How I Met Your Mother. Loved that show, correct? Yep. I love that show as well, correct? Yes. The general consensus is people love that show, correct? Love it. Okay. I do not like Bob Odenkirk as the boss in there at all. And he's not even playing a typical, like, slapsticky, ha-ha, funny guy. I just see him and I go, I don't want to watch this. I don't like this. Like when he's when he's yelling and screaming at Marshall, I'm like, not believable. Don't like this guy. When he's talking about Tugboat, his dog, and showing the the, the I Love Wiener Dog shirt or whatever, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this, this is poor writing. I'd rather watch NPH do another weird I'm Not a Homosexual musical number as Barney Stinson because that fucking writing thing got really out of control. I'd rather watch those type of episodes than one with Bob Odenkirk in it. So, needless to say, you're probably not going to watch Better Call Saul. No. Or Breaking Bad. No. Okay, let's get to one that you will watch. <laughs> Big Mouth. You've, you've actually, you were uh, somewhat of an evangelist for Big Mouth. I, for did I turn you on to this? Uh, you, you tried. I, you're and not really into I couldn't it. remember if it was uh, Rick I, and Morty or, better, or Big Mouth. I, both. You, you, you tried to give me both on on those. Let's see if Rick and Morty's on the list. See, now Steph and Dana, I turn them on to it, and they absolutely love it. But that's another one where I do so. not like Nick Kroll, but I love him in this. I love John Mulaney, and I love him in this. And I don't know the name of the actor, but he plays Oba Dennis. Babatunde. He plays Dennis nope. Feinstein. Wasn't I don't know who that is. I know, I'm joking. Uh, um, he plays Dennis Feinstein in Parks and Rec. You do know who it is. Is that his name? Oba Babatunde was the uh, the bellhop from That Thing You Do, Young Squires. Remember? Yeah, I don't, but I could, if gun to my head, I could. And that is a callback to earlier episodes of this very show. Did we talk about? I did. You okay. don't listen to me I, at all. I don't listen to the show. I don't like so podcasts. So much hatred. Um, I don't, I've derailed. I don't know where I was going with this. What was I talking about? I don't know. Bojack Horseman. Did you ever watch that? 
Is that someone with Will Arnett as a horse lawyer? No idea. Never watched no, it. No, Dana watches it. Doesn't look funny to me at oh, all. Oh, Big quite Mouth. Frankly. Big Mouth is what we were talking about. Oh yeah, about. there we go. <coughs> Corona. Um, we're all yeah, I, I don't know. I like it, but it's very crass humor. But I don't like the individual actors who are in there uh, in Big Mouth. But I will watch them in this. Not that I don't like them. I'm just like, eh, it's not my cup of tea. But this show is a good mix of that. Here's the thing with it. It it's funny. Like, I watched episodes at home. I, I think I made it through the first season completely, and it was enjoyable. I laughed. I thought it was funny, and I just didn't go any further. Like it, You it, better it, call Saul it. It was something funny that I enjoyed, but I didn't enjoy enough to, I, I have to watch this. You, didn't, you don't need I it got to put life. it on my list. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, that's funny. It's definitely one to, uh, to check out. Bojack Horseman, never seen it. Dana, Dana likes it. That's uh, my brother-in-law. That's his type of humor. He, um, he, he used to watch Frisky Dingo. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Um, the <laughs> Frisky Dingo? It's like two seasons. I think it was on Adult Swim. It's, sort of, it's the creators of that sort of um, used that as a stepping stone to get Archer approved because the, oh, okay. Because Archer is a character in that, but I don't think he's called Archer. I only watched it once. Dana has it on like weird import DVD. It's a weird show, and um, and so, but anyways, that's that's where Archer comes from, and it's that still that that type of like odd dry humor. Archer's more accessible than Frisky Dingo, but BoJack Horseman kind of seems to be that. Like you either get it or you don't. Like like this generation's Monty Python. Like it, it's okay. not for everybody. It's supposed to be really funny. I just I it's been on I don't for multiple seasons. I mean, yeah. it's got it's, it's like got fifteen to have years old. Yeah, I just it I don't I don't care for it. It's kind of like Aqua Teen Hunger Force from way back in the day. Like I never I never really got that. Like my sister watched it and I, she used I got to make it, me. But it wasn't it, my thing. Yeah, it wasn't like South Park for me. Like that was my last. Right. Well, I shouldn't say my last cartoon because I like Bob's Burgers and. I've been I've been toying with the idea of getting rid of Family Guy. I don't really like American Dad. Family Guy, I kind of equate to Big Mouth. It's funny. I if I watch an episode, I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna laugh. But I didn't get into it where I'm, you know, I'm binging a season or something like that. It's just if it's on, I might I might watch it and yeah. enjoy it. See, I remember the first three seasons on DVD came out before it came back for the first time before it got canceled for the yeah. second time. Blah blah blah. And uh, <laughs> Virgil had given me the DVDs, and he's like, binge these, and then give them back to me on Monday. And I watched all of them and went, this show is brilliant. And so I yeah. started rewatching it, and it still had really good humor, and it's just gone. Like every cartoon, you run out of steam. And especially Seth MacFarlane has so many irons in the fire. He's got whatever that, uh, the, the Orville. Orville yeah. He's got American Dad. He's got this, uh, the Family Guy thing. He's got his, his films that he does. And his uh, his music, he's got like three yeah, albums out right. or whatever. So dude's a, dude's busy. He's pounding around with Ariana Grande singing show tunes and carpool karaoke, which that's my favorite carpool karaoke. Really? Yeah, it's just the I've two of them. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's just the two of them, and they're singing like Suddenly Seymour. And uh, it's oh, one of right. the Apple TV ones. It's not the one with, with uh, James Gordon. Right, right. So, But yeah, it's one of my favorite ones. That's... Did you see the uh, Kids from Stranger Things just did one? No, because I don't. They, they just dropped that. I don't care enough about the show. Like, it, that's one of those where if, if it pops up in my YouTube feed, I'll watch it. I just saw it. it on social media when I was scrolling through. Oh. It, it showed up. Yeah. What about Fleabag? Did I hear you saying nope. that you watched that? Nope. No? Nope. Okay. Don't know what it is. Neither do I. 
Anybody out there who knows what Fleabag is, <laughs> give us a shout out. Uh, Glow. Yes. I freaking loved Glow. Yeah. That, that was one that I needed to, you know, when they announced season, because what are they on season three now? They just ended three. They just ended three. Well, not just. I mean, it's been six months. A couple of months, yeah. It's been a but, year and a half. Uh, Glow, I didn't, like, I knew it was, months. I knew it was about the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, and I knew that, um, that it was going to be shot where it looked like a time period piece because it's, you know, 80s, late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Um, With that I, color palette and kind of like faded out uh, film stock kind of a, a feel. Yeah. The, the selling fact for me was Alison Brie was in it because yeah. I love <laughs> Alison Brie. I think she's hysterically funny. I think that she is a sweet person and I think she's absolutely stunningly beautiful. And then in season one, we get to see her boobies and that was like, and three, I think. Well, yeah, but I mean, like I'm just talking like what got me into the show. (laughs) So I'm watching it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, episode two, episode two, you're like, Oh, Oh, Hey, what's not only is she super fit. Not only is she super fit because they, they did almost all of their own stunts and everything. Oh yeah. Um, but then you get to see her topless too, and you're just like, oh well, that's that's a that's a nice bonus. Check that boobies. Um, I like the Allison Brie boobies. They're my favorite cheese. <laughs> so so Glow has got a special place in my heart. I used to watch this with Sarah when we were kids. We used to watch Glow. Yeah, like because I think it was on USA Network, and it was just, I and it wasn't like. Epi- like like appointment TV for us where we were like, oh, Glow's on, we gotta watch it. But we'd be flipping through the channels and it's on and we're like, dude, this looks Wasn't it Saturday morning? Funny. Saturday morning cartoons like late I think in the it, afternoon? I think it was after like whatever USA's video show was. You know, like they they would have, all right, we're gonna do a block where we do an MTV style thing where we play videos. Yeah. I think it was on right in that time period. But the one thing that sticks out in both of our minds is there was So this, not after the Laugh Olympics. No, I think it was before that. Oh, early, early. I think it might. Right in there with the Hair Bear Bunch. So help, so, help. something that sticks out in me and Sarah's minds is the uh, there was this one character who was like a, you know, I don't know, like a housewife, frumpy old housewife. And she had this, this mixer, like a hand mixer that you would mix up like cake batter or whatever with. And she, what she would do is use it as a weapon and just like catch the, the hair of her opponent in the the uh, the the beaters of this mixer and then like whip them around the ring. That was just one of the things that stuck out in our minds about how over the top hilarious this was. So then when this this show came out, you know, we we're texting each other like, "Dude, did you see they're doing a glow show?" And in and of itself, I mean, it, it pays homage to that that campy and silly. Uh, glow that was originally out, but it's also got its own great storylines yeah. within it. And, uh, well, and it like came said, out Allison that... Brie was great, and whoever plays her uh, her nemesis, the yeah, uh, the blonde, tall blonde lady, yeah, she's great. Marin's great, yeah. And I then really all like the supporting cast—they do a great job too. So it's just that it's first a... season came out, and they did a documentary on the real uh, glow. And they did interviews with the surviving right. members and stuff, and which was that really was well really done nice. too. Yeah, yeah, I really like that show. Yeah, so that's definitely one you want to check out. Oh, that's all available on Netflix. Movies. Um, <laughs> did you ever get into Handmaid's Tale on Hulu? No, but okay. So pause. I watched Mad Men like I, I watched Mad Men. Like I kind of watched Breaking Bad, where you had so tried to sell me on it, and I ended up watch binge watching because like that's first. awesome. Three seasons of it, which I really liked, and then I watched it episodically, and and it just got it got to the point where maybe I'm not smart enough to get the writing 
on that show, but I don't think that's the case. I think it just got really dry and they stopped looking for the little bits of humor in there and they got way more socially and politically conscious about what was going on in the times. Now, not to say that the well, late sixties yeah. weren't that time period, but <laughs> I, mean, I think, yeah. I think you lost the heart of the show, which sadly was that, you know, the, the 1950s are being replaced by the sixties, but you still had that carryover before Kennedy got shot. Like, and then moving into the seventies, it just got, it got too it just dry. It got too serious. And, but sadly, I never liked, it was Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. I never liked her character in that show. Even like in the beginning when she was all mousy and frumpy and then got preggers and then like had her mental breakdown and, and then she came back and became strong and independent. And like, I just never liked her in that role. Yeah. It wasn't that the role was bad. It's just I never liked her in that role. And so when Handmaid's Tale came out and they hyped it up on Hulu, I, I, I had just gotten Hulu, and, and I watched, like, the first 10 minutes, and, and she was in it, and I'm like, I don't know if I could watch a show where she's the centric character in here. Now, just because just you don't just because prefer I don't, her as And an it's actress. nothing about her. I'm sure she's a great actor, and I'm sure she's an amazing person. I don't know her personally. We never hung out. Like she I didn't am. talk to me in high school. She's it's great. fine. I, I'm sure she's great. I she just, is. I just I know her personally, and I don't. I'm, I don't have a connection with her. Frankly, offended that you're getting but, your shit. What's her name? Alexis Bedell or Battle or Bedell? Bledell. Yeah. Now Rory, I fell in love with at uh, on Gilmore Girls because right. that show is fantastic. We'll get to that eventually. Uh, but her, she's in Handmaid's Tale. Says says my sister and IMDb. And, uh, and so when Steph was telling me like, yeah, she's, she's in that show and she's a supporting character, but she's really good. Joseph Fiennes too. I didn't realize he was in there. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't watch the show. Uh, so that's, that's I don't either. I'm just, I'm looking at the cast list. That's that's on the list of like, well, maybe I'll watch that. But just like Miss Maisel, like Steph was telling me how much she enjoyed it. I tried watching the first episode and I'm like, it's not really grabbing me by the, by the funny bone. Like, it's funny, but I'm like, eh, I don't really feel a connection to it. Yeah. But now that I know that the writing is the same as from Gilmore Girls, I'm, and, and I might give it another shot just because I enjoyed that so yeah. much. So Yvonne Strofsky is in it as well. Who, from uh, Chuck? From Chuck. Yeah. yeah. I liked her. She was good in that. A little overacting, but it's fine. That's uh, what the show called for. Yeah. That's another good one, and that is not on the list, but definitely... Uh, I don't know that you can stream Chuck. it. Amazon... I think. Amazon might have yep. it. Yeah. And this is not on the list, but I'm going to throw it in here anyway because I'm in the middle of a of a a a run of this is Gilmore Girls? Psych. Oh. Psych on um You mean Monk? Uh, no, Psych. <laughs> Psych is on Amazon and it was originally on USA. My sister Allie has been trying to get me to watch it for mm. a long time. Mm. And I'm like, you know, I need uh this is actually before the corona apocalypse. I I just needed a new show cuz I had Oh, here's another. I'll get to oh. I'll get to this next one in a minute. This is another one that was recommended by Allie that I think that you would I think you would love it, but then again, I, I don't know. I, a, I have no in a Venn diagram, Allie and I don't cross over on a lot of stuff with TV. And apparently Movies, you yeah, and I don't but, either. So no, but we like, have I'm our, learning that as we we're doing this we, show. It's we like we have a thing. <laughs> we we have we have shows. We had a thing. Oh wow. But we're welcome to the end. We're we're lo- <laughs> Man, we're drifting. I feel it. We're Tokyo drifting. And it makes my heart sink a little bit. 
Uh, I'm looking at this Near list. High Fidelity. Did you hear that they they uh, like rebooted like the High Fidelity, like a woke High Fidelity with a. Oh, that doesn't sound great. A, a, a woman of color in the in the the lead role. You know, and, is it, and it's is a, it still and it's about records or it's a series? Is it about records or is it in music or I is it about know. is it about CDs and mini discs? <laughs> right. It's all about streaming. I have no idea, but I think it's Zoe Kravitz is actually the. Um, I mean, I don't know that I wouldn't uh, watch see. it, but I really like the movie. Why, why, why mess with? Stuff? That's what I'm saying. It's like so. So the book was written, and I forget who who wrote the book. Doesn't matter. We don't look stuff up in the show. Yeah, that's a good point. Been, has it been too long that you forgot the rule, the one rule? <laughs> every, every once in a while, we'll break our own rules. Um, anyway, so it's like uh, it's kind of along the same lines of you know, lions record store owner. Love's lost, revisiting past relationships, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think, I think Season reboots two will be... just kind of turn me off. <laughs> like, if this was about, okay, Zoe Kravitz is a record store owner, and she's, uh, you know, revisiting past relationships and talking about that that angst of, uh, you know, the... Here, here's the deal. I'm going to pitch you, I'm going to pitch you this show with a, with a name, and you tell me if if this sounds if this sounds interesting. Okay, hit me with it. A woman in her late twenties, early thirties, recently gets out of a long term relationship and is reevaluating her life. Her one true love in this world has always been her connection with music, and it stems from her father and grandfather. She, being a local brick and mortar shop owner, is using this this one love of her life to try to fix her broken other love of her life, and it's called B sides because she always picks the wrong guy. I'm watching that. Yeah. That's high fidelity. It should but be. But call, call it B-sides. Call it B-sides. Yeah. 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 Call, it, call it deep don't, tracks. Don't call it high fidelity because that's already been done. Yeah. And, but, you, and, but you can steal all of the high fidelity stuff that you want from the movie. Which Just is, call it something else. And we'll pick up on it as a general public yeah. and be like, they're just remaking high fidelity. But I'm already two seasons in. I'm invested. Right. I love Zozo. And and honestly, I think that's the one thing that turns me off because it's just like it's high fidelity. We're we're just gonna we're just gonna gender swap it or whatever. It's like why not? Well then it's not high make, fidelity. Yeah. It's it's not it's not that thing. It's a new thing. High school musical which, fidelity too. Which as its own thing probably would be great. Even if you needed to keep the, the high fidelity esque name, call it infidelity and make her a cheater. There you go. I like it. I'd watch that. High infidelity coming soon on Skinamax. <laughs> Tune in, ladies and gentlemen. Have you seen Narcos no. on Netflix? No, because drug drug and mob stuff does not get me going. Mob stuff gets me going. I don't. But I, like it's the, specific. I don't like like I don't like the Godfather series. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, we might have to have a discussion about that. <laughs> so this the movies are good. The story is good for one and two. Three is questionable. Um, but overall, it wasn't something where I'm on the edge of my seat. I, I got, I get why it's so amazing, but it's not something that like I need to rewatch. Scarface, not something I need to rewatch. Goodfellas, yeah, fucking brilliant. Heat made, fucking brilliant. Heat, don't give a shit about. Never really? seen it. Never seen it. Oh, it's amazing. Jade, Dead Presidents, don't give a shit about. You need to watch Heat. Mm-hmm. And have a casino. Casino's okay. Okay. Uh, you know what? And, and so in in that era ish, I think if I remember correctly, I liked the cooler more than I liked Casino. Really? Yeah. I like William H Macy playing that weird hmm. underdog role. 
Keep I don't, but I'm also not an Al Pacino fan. You're not? Like, there's yeah. some... Hey, who, uh... There's some I can't, things... I can't do an Al Pacino. You're like, hey, I'm an Al Pacino. Hey. <laughs> I like it a spaghetti. <laughs> I'm an Al Fettuccine Alfredo uh, Pacino. Like, that's terrible. I'm going to do... I'm going to... I'm going to Tarantino this a little bit. I'm going to throw this to Quarantino? the movie section. Um, the Irishman. That's another one. It's movies to watch while you're quarantined. It's the Irishman on, so is on this list. It's on my list only because I didn't want to watch it while there was other stuff. So everything that I've been putting off, like Game of Thrones and... Bojack Horseman? <laughs> Game of Thrones. No, there's. I have a list somewhere um, that, that I was going to do this summer. That's what's going to be my, if nothing else, is on yeah. quarantine stuff. Is just, okay... If this Fuck drags it. through this July, is, if this drags for eighteen months, I'm gonna need some shit. Like yeah. I can't, I can't rewatch Frozen over and over. And, and over that's again. what the beauty of this list is: is that as we see here, there's plenty. You know what the cool so thing much. though is, is that let's let if you and I, if we got into a situation where we're gonna be an extended period of time, we should pick a show and watch it episodically. Yeah, and do a ten minute uh, a ten minute review segment of what we're watching episodically. In the show, or like do a it. second show and and just call it Breaking Badicals, Break- <laughs> Breaking Biscuits. So here's something that I think that we should do is do and and I got to give a hat tip to Caleb, my nephew, for this. He said that we need to do a show on either The Office and Parks and Rec together, like do an Office Parks and Rec show, or one show Office, one show Parks and Rec. But those need to be revisited Parks by and themselves. Offices? Office parks? Office and Rex. Officeaurus Rex. <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like a dinosaur who's also a cop. That's right. Uh, I'm Sheriff Officeaurus Rex. Do you know why I pulled you over? Murder. <laughs> Murder. You've got all my friends and family in the tank of your vehicle. <laughs> How dare you, sir? That's five to ten, motherfucker. Orange is the new black. Did you ever watch Seen that? Seen it. Uh, watched it. Binged it every time it came out. Really loved the show. Ended really, really, really well. Have zero desire to go back and watch it again. Yeah. It was one of those, like, good the first time through. Yeah. That's kind of like me with um, with Superstore. Like I, I love it. I enjoy it. I have it on the DVR. It's set up to record every time it's on. And when it's on, I watch it. But I doubt I'll go back and rewatch it. Yeah, it's not... it was, you know, it's enjoyable that first time through, but it doesn't have that staying power, I think, that The Office and Parks and Rec do. Yeah, I would think of, like, The Office because it was a critical... It was an underdog critical hit, and its longevity and quotability is there. Although the, The Office fails in not knowing when to pull the stop button. Parks yeah. and Rec starts out like The Office, where it's questionable and gets consistently good all Every the way to the end. Yeah, that's a I perfect TV show and a perfect ending to a TV yes. show. I don't think that there has ever been a show that ended as Mash. well as that did. Mash. Eh, I don't know the movie because it ended with just <laughs> mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes. Orange. So orange is a new black. Never watched it. Don't really have a desire. And then Superstore. <laughs> so I was still going. So then Superstore is like, we're just going to make an episodic comedy that follows the same basic structure, but none of the same format. Although, and it's funny and it's well written, but I'm like, meh. But like I told you when I initially introduced you to it, the 
first season, there were some hiccups for sure. Yeah, it gets Second better. season definitely found its stride, and it I, I think it got better every season. But again, now that it's just not American Eagle is quitting, like whatever her name is, Ameri- <laughs> Americano Coffee. No, what's her name? Um, Americus, my ass. Amerigo Vespucci. Yes, that was yeah. She's out. Yeah, yeah. she's and leaving. that's the things like too is if she does leave, I see that show going the way The Office did when Carell left. It's just like. I mean, what's the point after that? And but do they have the ratings and and the the money and stuff that they're going to want to keep it going? No. Or are they going to say no? Yeah, they're going to spin it off and call it Costco. <laughs> here's something. Let's take the a trip in the Wayback Machine, and here's another show that you could go and binge on either HBO now or Amazon. Oz. Do you oh, remember that? Man, I loved that show. Yeah, dude. That was a good show. I have I have memory like I remember going over to my buddy's house who a lot, lived, of, lot of rape. Lived around the corner. We would go over there and just party. You know, everybody brings over a case of beer. We'd pour it in these uh supersized cups from McDonald's. And for some reason that show was always playing in the background. And you're like, you know, playing a drinking game or whatever, and you look over and you're like, Oh yeah, didn't want to see that. Um, so I have tried to go back and rewatch Oz, and the problem is, is that, yes, it's a brilliant show. It is... Effing brutal. It feels, no, it feels dated. Really? It feels very, like, it's very 90s, early 2000s cliched. Like, the guy in the wheelchair in the beginning, giving the intro and being all cryptic about stuff, but then they're turning him, like, in the Tommy Lee drum kit, where he's, like, talking upside down, <laughs> and, like, moving him around the and Tommy shit. Tommy Lee drum kit. And you're just like, I remember that being a lot cooler the first time, but now I'm just not giving a fuck about what he's saying. Like, why are you reading the intro to an Orwell novel, and then we're going to go watch, you know, McManus get raped? Like, yeah. nobody cares. So I did try to go back and rewatch it, and it's I I don't know that it's there, but in the same vein, I, a show that I've always wanted to watch that I never did that is a perfect TV show. So I've been told is The Wire. I have heard the same thing, and I've never seen it. And I think Nor that if I, we're ever going to do this, we should episodically watch it once a week. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, because that is that's one that is critically acclaimed and comes highly recommended by a lot of people. I. Respect and, and admire. So. I'm going to put it out there right now, President Trump. I know you're listening. If you could let us know when you're going to shut the world down, and then keep it down for however many weeks the wire has episodes, sure. so that Jason and I can have something to do, that would be fantastic. That I I'm all in favor of that. Yeah. So just a little heads up. Yeah. Okay. He's one of the seven. The best heads up. I give the best heads ups. Um, I give the best heads ups. <laughs> Did you ever watch Queer Eye? Uh, I watched a few episodes. Not into it. It was. It's one of those things where it's like, um, what was that show where they would build a house in like six hours? The Ty uh, Ty Pennington had it, it uh, and they'd be like, "Move that bus!" Like the ma- any makeover shows, extreme home makeover. Yeah, like yeah. any any makeover shows. Pimp my ride, cribs. <laughs> the the, I mean, the Biggest Loser was the only extreme makeover show that I ever got into. Because it made me feel better about myself. Right. Um, but all those types of makeover remake shows, I, I just, I watched a show back in the day that wasn't on a lot. I think it was a summer show that they were trying to like see if it would pick up or not right before this reality TV craze started because I was still living at my mom and dad's house. It was called The Swan. Dude, yes. 
Dude, that that show was was perfect, brutal but perfect, perfect slash they ridiculous. Gave, well, be, like, they gave them therapy. They're like, okay, we're gonna go ahead and break your nose and give you a brand new nose, yeah. chin, and cheekbones. We're gonna make you look like the fucking mummy, and then during your recovery, <laughs> during your recovery, we're gonna make you sit through therapy to figure out why you needed to do this and couldn't love yourself. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, why didn't you get rid of the therapy first? This is so brilliant. Like whoever came up with that, that was I if, know, if it, Mark Burnett. If that was you, kudos. Whoever it was. was oh, brilliant. Oh man, that's because the they would best. come out like they did not look anything alike. You but know, they're it's like, still trash human beings on the inside. You could tell it's just like, oh, yeah. oh my god, I'm a size six. Where where them where them Dunkin' Donuts at? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, when my husband beats me now, I can just pop the plastic back out. Like, you know, it would be great is if we could if we could revisit those people who got those makeovers and see how they are now. Don't even give a shit. Just want to re oh, watch that show. I, I think that would. It's be- like when they bring the Biggest Loser winners out and they're all fat again because they didn't. Yeah. They didn't go through because therapy, they, right? Because they didn't get their minds right. They were like, "Hey, we're gonna stick you. We're gonna stick you in a intensive, watched Big Brother esque household and make you drop four hundred pounds in four week or four months, right? And then we're gonna let you go finish the be- rest of the twenty pounds on your own and then tape you for the live show. And then we're just gonna let you do whatever the fuck you want because we don't care because we're a horrible corporation. Because also what they're doing too in that is that they're putting them through these these completely over the top exercise routines and, and nutrition routines that are completely unsustainable when you get home. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. You're not going to do that. So they say that abs aren't made in the gym, they're made in the kitchen. I disagree with that. I think abs are made between your ears. You've got to have your mind right. And if you go into a show like that, and you're just like, okay, exercise, six hours a day, eat nothing but uh, you know steamed broccoli and... Um, double, you know, was like it a, double a, mint gum? Was that the one that they kept... <laughs> double mint gum. Yeah. Or Subway. It's, like, it's, it's only go got Subway five sandwich. calories. You can make good cho- healthy choices at Subway if you don't eat any of the meat, cheese, or bread. <laughs> And so they, get a salad. They hold it up like Happy Gilmore. Like, yeah. They're like, this is the sub I want to eat because it looks delicious, <laughs> but I'm actually just going to have this chopped salad full of spearmint gum because that's what I'm and allowed Dasani, to eat. It's like, it's like, here, water. This will help you. I like they how, hold up a bottle of Dasani because well, Coca-Cola company yes, sponsored Yes, but them. do you know why Dasani is the, is the most delicious of all the waters? If you read the ingredients, which I know sounds like an oxymoron, it says a negligible amount of sodium. They put salt in their water to make you crave it more. Just enough, just enough to make you want more Dasani water because you're like, that the, water's good. The funny thing is, though, is that I, you know, all of these Corona Apocalypse memes and stuff that are coming out on the internet right now, one of them showed empty shelves on either side, but in the middle is all of these cases of Dasani. And it's like nobody wants that shit. Yeah, it's, I'm, I made the mistake of buying acai grape-flavored water. I hate flavored Ooh. water, but I do like acai and grapes. So I'm like, man, eh, we'll give it a shot You and like see. acai? That's what we're talking about. Acai. Speaking of <laughs> tornadoes. <laughs> so Queer Eye, you never got into? No. Or, or it was just like... It, it, was, it was one of those things where it was on if, if my mom was watching it or uh, you know if I was with somebody and they were watching it, then... Oh look, this this man now he's metrosexual because he can wear a sweater and fucking put product in his hair, right? And I'm he like, trimmed his beard. I don't know. I think if there are any shows that I would recommend now, I think that would be at the top of the list simply because it's a feel good show. Like at the end of every episode, it's kind of like uh, you ever watch Restaurant Impossible? Yeah. When they come out, it's like 
check out your new restaurant. And, it's, and they restaurant. cry, and it's beautiful, and, and, you know, their whole lives turn around. That's the type of thing that, like, you know, you just gotta, gotta have those couple of things in life that you can look at and be like, that's a feel good. I mean, you know? if so, any of those makeover shows, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy is probably the the most tolerable one because realistically, what they're doing is they're going, okay, you as a person, you're not really broken. You're just a dude, and that's fine. We're just gonna give you a yeah. brand new wardrobe, some cool, cute fucking belts, and we're gonna redo your house so it doesn't look like a sociopath or a nine year old lives here. <laughs> but and we're see, gonna teach you how to shop for not gummy bears and and uh, Swiss cake rolls. But one of the things that that the new queer queer eye minus the straight guy got into this year was really going heavily on what you talked about earlier, which is kind of that therapy piece of it where they're like, all right, how did you get here in the first place? And let's talk through that. Well, okay. And you can't get it done in two days, obviously, but at least like, you know, they're getting can in there. We, they're touching on can it. Can we combine two shows then? Can it be queer eye for hoarders? <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. Can we pitch that? I think we just did. I think copyright film burrito. Check it out. Put the watermark on there. If we Nobody ever get can out, steal it. If we ever if, get out of the Corona apocalypse, that'll be premiering on uh, on Netflix next year. Yes. Did you ever watch Riverdale? No. Me neither. I never. No I never desire. really. Well, I mean, it's what is it? It's Jughead and yeah, Archie, Archie and, and Jughead and Veronica. Like, I've heard that it's like it's like the next Dawson's Creek kind of thing, where they're like, dude, it's the next teen feel good, whatever. And I'm like, I thought that was all. I thought it was Supergirl and Arrow and all that shit. Like, I thought that was the new teen drama. But there again, it's like, if you're, from what I understand, it's just its own thing. All they did was lift the names from the comics. Yeah. Other than that, it's just its own thing. Do you know what? Why not call it something else? Do you want want, want to know what version of Archie I want to see? What's that? I want to see the version of Archie that, uh, that's what's his shit in Chasing Amy described to Bank. Yeah. And be like, Archie was fucking Jughead. That's why he's the queen of Archie's King's World. And I'm like, oh, I want to watch that show. Was that Hooper X? Was, was yeah, yeah, yeah. That was he funny. wanted them both because he was all about that pussy. Here's a dollar. Go buy yourself a clue. <laughs> Fuck you, Urkel. We're going across the street. We're gonna buy a shitload of Archie comics, and I'm gonna show you Archie was all about the pussy. <laughs> Archie and Jughead were lovers. Uh, Fuck you. Why do you think Jughead wears that crown? Because he's the queen of King Archie's world. God, I love that scene. positive again that Kevin Smith is Finger on the pulse. And up his ass. Would you like a chocolate pretzel? Anyways, what else is on your list of stuff to watch? This is one that I just finished. It was five seasons long. Um, It, I I don't even know. I don't even know. No, that was ten seasons long. And it was about three seasons too long uh it was about six seasons too long not to not to derail you but the best four oh, the, the, the the best four episodes of of our episodes uh seasons of smallville were when he was still in high school it should yeah. have ended at that yeah because superman doesn't go to college which means that superman is just a high school idiot <laughs> who that's why he doesn't understand physics and that's why he cuts multiple lowest lanes in half when he flies up to catch her and doesn't meet her speed Fucking idiot! <laughs> That's another one we gotta we gotta we gotta do the Superman saga. We may have to get uh, all, like Keith from, in on that from Reeves all the way to current. Yeah, we could do that. Which we could, you know. I mean, we'll give some of them short shrift, but I don't think Superman three and four need that much time. Those to talk are the about. best ones. Ugh. Uh Shit's Creek. That's what I want to talk about. Yeah, it's freaking hilarious. This is one that Allie got me. Uh, I want to watch it. It's I so damn funny. I started the first episode and I went, 
I need to be in a different frame of mind in order to watch this. So I'm going to stop, and I never picked it back up. Now, it, Eugene Levy is in this? Eugene Levy and his son, Daniel. And okay. his daughter. His daughter doesn't play as big of a role, but uh, Eugene and Daniel actually created it. They write most of them, write most of the episodes. So now you're selling me on it, because I, I have an issue with Eugene Levy, and that Eugene oh, Levy... I need to hear this, because how can you possibly have any issues with Eugene Levy? He is a Canadian treasure, and I love him, okay? Ever since Armed and Dangerous was the first time I ever saw him, him and John Candy in the 80s. Splash was the first time I oh, saw Oh, God, him. yeah, Splash. I forgot about that. So I love Eugene Levy as an actor, but the problem is that Eugene Levy is part of a comedic, un, uh, unaffiliated comedic group that I... I, the humor is lost on me, and that is Christopher yeah, Guest. The Christopher Guest verse. And so anytime the I see verse. Yes. The guest of us. <laughs> anytime I see Eugene Levy in something, I, I get real nervous because I'm like, I have tried multiple times to watch a yeah. lot of Chris Guest stuff because I, I, I want to get frankly. it. Like the guest of verse is definitely my cup of tea. Because like, it's what? Best in show. Uh, life a mighty wind, aquatic, mighty wind. Not a mighty aquatic. That that was Wes Anderson. Oh, what? Uh, well, what am I thinking of? Waiting for Guffman. I yeah, think waiting was one for. Of his. Oh, that's the Bill Murray one that I was thinking of. Yeah, but yeah. He his stuff is. I just amazing. Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. I, I I I don't like. I feel terrible because I want to like it. It's just not. It's just not your thing. It's, yeah. it's lost on me. And it's an esoteric kind of humor too, where it's it's very dry. Um, which normally I like that kind of. The witty, dry humor, but this is just too much. Yeah, too I much. hear you. I hear you, and and I I can understand. Like a lot of the stuff when you tell me you don't like it, it's like, dude, how can you not like that? The guest averse. I, I think it. everybody I understand how people. There's no might gray not. area with those. Like you talk to somebody, they either love it. Yeah. There's no like. Oh, you, I watch it. And it's fine. Like it. Yeah. It's either it's the greatest thing ever or. Now. Two of the brightest stars from the Guestiverse are brought into Schitt's Creek. It's Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara, who, uh, in A Mighty Wind, were so good together. Because they played a couple, you know, they were a, a yeah. folk duo, whatever, and they were a, you know, a romantic couple, too, and they split, whatever. Anyway, watch the movie if you haven't seen it. But they're fantastic in this show. Absolutely love it. And Chris Elliott, dude, he... Another He's one. another one who I, I I'm with you on that one, Cabin Boy, and you're just like mm. not necessarily a fan of Chris Elliott, but in this show, he there's nobody quite like the character he plays. So he's not like ripping anybody off or anything like that. Where he's like, oh, I'm basing the character on. He's completely unique, and uh, yeah, it's it it's definitely a show that is very high on my recommendation meter. And everybody who has a Modicum of a sense of humor should should watch this show. So not it's, me then. It's not, yeah, not for definitely me. not. Yeah, I, it's like I said. I, I was I kept thinking I need to be in the right frame of mind, and I just I forgot about it. And I see it on the list. And well, I'll tell you what. I think if if there was any frame of mind to be in, it would be right now. Kind of when you're like, hey, the whole world's falling apart around me. I want I want to laugh because this show is going to to bring out the it's going to tickle your giggle bone. And and the thing too is that while we still have essential services like internet, water and electricity, I should watch these things because <laughs> You probably should, yeah. Having you reenact it for me with like cut out characters next to the fire. 
Uh, so that gets shadow oh, puppets man. is not going to be great. Me and Allie will will reenact it for you. She no, can be cause... no, no. I don't want Allie there because you tell me you'll you'll reenact Shit's Creek, and then all of a sudden I'll be like, "Is this a fucking episode of Alias?" <laughs> this is fucking Buffy, isn't it? Oh, it's Angel. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> she does a great Alexis impression. I'm just I don't say. know. What She's that a little is. bit Alexis. Um, I'm a little bit rock and roll. Shameless. Uh, I've never watched it. I yes. know you have. So tell me Not the, about I've Shameless. never watched the UK version. Um, uh, who was it? Rachel got me into Shameless. She had started watching it, and she was telling me how, how terrible it was. That Funny, but like how this, these people were terrible people. And, uh, right, no and redeeming I was like, qualities or whatnot. And again, I, it, well, then I was like, oh, William H. Macy's in it. I definitely want to watch this because uh, I, I really like him. And, uh, and as so, mentioned earlier, as uh, yeah, as mentioned, and so I I watched it, and uh, the first I think I binged the first season and was in love with it, and I binged everything all the way through. Sadly, it's a Showtime show, so I have to wait for it to come out on Netflix and or find it, you know, procure it in some other uh, non reputable manner. But uh, yeah. yeah, I I do really like Although the, the show. previous episodes are on Netflix, not the latest. But you can, but it you takes for like the, I remember I because I did not I did not shadily watch the newest season that was released on Netflix. I waited for it to come out. And it was almost a year and a half for Netflix to get it from from the end of season eight to the release of season nine on Netflix was almost a year and a half. And wow, I'm like that was a long time to wait, and that was that was hard for me to do. Um, but that's that's the show that Cheyenne from Superstore was. I sent you the clip on, right? Right. <laughs> Which I was like, that girl looks really familiar. Yeah, How do I that? know her? Oh, boobies. How da? How da? So, so is is it? It's a, good. It's really good. I, I know that it's like a, a depraved family. What what's the the general synopsis of it? So uh, William H Macy is a college educated alcoholic drug addict who is very anti-establishment anti the man and pro people um except for that he only really looks out for himself he's essentially a self-grandizing bum who takes advantage of everybody including his family i.e taking out credit cards and loans in their names uh claiming children that do not exist as dependents for for if he were to pay his taxes Hmm. scamming the system for work comp and everything but the thing is is that so nice guy his kids who are essentially raising themselves because he has custody of all these kids. There's like 11 kids or whatever. Wow. He has custody because their mother it has mental issues. She's homeless. She's a drug addict, and she just left one day. So the oldest daughter is really who it follows uh, around. She was in Les Mis. She's an amazing actress. I don't remember her name. Um, but she she just left. Oba Babatunde. Who? <laughs> just keep going. It's a fucking tuna, Jay. <laughs> So it follows her through all of the seasons and up until she leaves, but it, it establishes the kids in the pecking order of like, this is the oldest, this is the next oldest, and this is their responsibilities. This is the next oldest, and this is their responsibilities. All the way down to they've got they've got uh they've got one black kid who is their brother, and they're like, There's no way that this is that that mom didn't cheat on dad. And <laughs> they do a DNA test and and they're all related through the father. They're like, don't even know how that happens. He's like, hey, you have enough kids. Wow. So like, but so they're so they they they're each one has their roles. And the thing is, is that because the show progresses, and you know, children tend to age. Uh, as the as actors and actresses get older, their roles expand, and you see them move into like 
she drops out of you know the one the one young girl gets pregnant so she drops out of high school and goes to get her welding certification becomes a full-time welder she starts providing for the family when fiona the oldest daughter decides to take her money and start investing it in real estate in up-and-coming neighborhoods you know taking chances and and making her own life so you see Mm. this girl uh who move into that role even though they're still on the show together and you know and it creates family drama of like i can't believe you're not looking out for us with this money and she's like but it's my money i made it yeah. They're like, but you're, but you know, the oldest sister has always been like the parent and they're like, but you're not looking out for us. And she's like, so the changing roles of the family 20. dynamic or whatever. Yeah. And then it deals with, you know, hereditary alcoholism, sorry, coronavirus. It deals with hereditary, yeah. uh, hereditary coronavirus, coronavirus and drug addiction, rehab, AA, turning your life around. And then, you know, having a child, you know, certain characters have children and and how they're going to break that cycle yeah. that their father has. And then William H. Macy's character continually just shows up and, and turns their world upside down. Like, they've got this house that they're renting that they ended up buying for, like, $20,000 in, like, the slums of Chicago. And they, they kick Frank out, the William H. Macy's character, because they're like, you don't contribute anything. Come back with money, and or you can't sleep here. And so he'll just, he'll just, they'll... they'll Rude they'll, awakening for a Well, like, the, the high school kids will come out side to catch the bus to go to school and their father will be naked on the yard in January in snow sleeping Good off grief. a heroin hangover. So like, is this like, I mean, it's, it sounds like very heavy uh, source but material, but it's funny. funny. Yeah. It's that's funny what, too. So it kind of takes on those topics, but it does it in a way that's kind of tongue in cheek and yeah. finds the humor in that dark place. Yeah. And it's, and it's all about family. Sound, and sounds like something I might want to check out. Yeah, Dan just started watching it. It's, it's really good. I, I really can't stress enough how great of a show it, it is. It has a lot of heart for, for like, William H. Macy's terrible character, you're supposed to dislike him, but you still root for him because when he starts giving that the speech about the working man and, and how everybody is, you know, should come together. And like there's one there's one section where he tries to get somebody elected who, you know, because they're going to be good for the neighborhood when it just turns out really that the reason that he's trying to get him elected is because he knows him and has blackmail dirt on him yeah. or something like there's always some, some catch to what he's doing. So you root right. for the, the fact un- that you underlying hate him. thing that he's the yeah. ul- ulterior motive. That might not actually be in the show at all, but that's the kind of shit that you, that you deal with all the time. So, um, that may be what I'm going to check out. Yeah. It's, it's a really good, cause show. we got nothing but time, but, Let's be real. Come on. What about? Uh, did you ever get into The Simpsons? Not really. Like I watched the first couple of seasons only because it was like the thing to do. My brother-in-law Dana, he loves it, but he gives you the uh, the synopsis of like these seasons are good, these seasons are shit. Yeah, because he's got an in-depth knowledge of the whole run of it. Yeah. Like he and he watches everything that Maddie G does, so like he loves Futurama and. But there's a there's a the Renaissance or, or like golden age of Simpsons period where you've got all the the main writers on there. Conan was a writer for a while, and he says that those are right. Whatever that window is, season five to thirty five or whatever, it's the, the that, best of them. Yeah, and then inside there there are shows that are considered like the quintessential Simpson Simpson show. That if you're gonna, I can't remember what it was. Dana was like. Watch this. These he. I told him. I said, "I'll give you two episodes to get me into the Simpsons." 
You pick two? any seasons, any, any, any season. <laughs> I said, give me the best two. And he picked them and I watched them and I was like, nope, but I don't remember what they were, but it was right. He's like, these are, these are my favorite episodes. And it was like earlier stuff in like season seven, episode 12 or something. The thing that's weird is that he knew like it's season seven, episode 12. And here's what it's called. Like I, I, wow. I couldn't do that. That's and crazy. Steph can do that with um, Gilmore Girls. She'll be like, oh, you're really going to like season five's episode six. It's called blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, how, how, how? It's called Rory with the homies. It's Rory with the homies. She had a concussion. She couldn't find a cranberry CD. She got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so, so what really baffles me about The Simpsons isn't even like the show itself. It's that you'll, you'll see this stuff on the internet all the time. The Simpsons predicted X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And Trump's it's presidency. To the T every time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know. It's witchcraft. They got soothsayers in that writing room, apparently. Yeah. yeah. And they predicted coronavirus, apparently, too. I, I saw that. Pop was it out. called coronavirus? No, but it, you know. It was it called Moe's Nose. It was and called. It was all uh, about Moe's having a drippy nose. The Bud Light virus. <clears throat> so, yeah, Simpsons is available on HBO now. And apparently, didn't know this. I will cop to this. Didn't know that it was on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. So, how about they bought, that? They bought Fox, and Fox comes with FX, and FX as The Simpsons. Crazy. So yeah, if you've you don't remember Plus watching that, that ex, the the Disney Plus commercial where it had all the Simpsons lined up and they were each dressed like the different like Homer was Iron Man. Oh, that's right. And they was like, "Shut up, boy. We're owned by yes. we're owned by the mouse now." Yeah. Right. Okay. Now I now I got you. Yeah. That was pretty funny. So yeah, if you if you want to go through thirty five seasons, <laughs> you can do that. There's a whole that's generation of for people. Bingage. There's a whole generation of people that are as, as old as The Simpsons. It's crazy how long that show has been going. I that's the longest running show ever, isn't it? God, no, I think the news. Oh yeah. Now that, unlike The Simpsons, has not maintained a certain level of. Uh, no, the news jumped the shark like 1954. No, I think it was in the 90s when you know CNN and Fox News came on board it was a 24 hour news cycle i, I think mean, prior to that it was it was much better yeah i mean it definitely was much better but we also had people considering the news as being like Sally Jesse Raphael and Donahue Oy. so but now we have people considering or, or uh, they're using as a news source the daily show so i mean it's just as bad it's just as bad like oh um yeah we're our comedy show who rips headlines and then makes fun of them you should definitely... That's my new source, you, you guys. You should definitely use that for voting. Tune in. Yeah. Uh, six Freed Under. Six Freed Under? Six, like, six Fritos Under. Like six freed, uh, six people named Friedman Under? Yes. Uh, what about but, it? Fries Quatros Quesos Dos Fritos? That's from Psych. You need to watch it, Joe. Uh, six Feet Under. I never watched the show, but it does come highly recommended. I have I have heard it's it's really, really good. Never seen it. Um, okay, moving on. No, just kidding. I did. Oh. I, I watched the first couple of seasons, and it was it was really good. It was my introduction to um, to Michael C. Hall, Dexter, which is a really good show. That's another um, one I need to put on my list. I've heard good things about that one as yeah. well. But I when once once Six Feet Under started, I watched the first couple of seasons and then I, I got a, a like my job changed and so I, I couldn't finish it and I never went back and I never had a desire to because it just it was a really good show for the the few that I watched and I didn't want to go back and ruin it. Like all TV gets worse the longer it, it goes. <laughs> a, a long enough timeline, you find yourself becoming the villain. Uh, and that's for writers and TV shows and movies as well. Right. So, so Six Feet Under is available on HBO now, and Amazon may want to check that one out. Yeah, that now, was an HBO show. I thought it was a Showtime one, but no, it is HBO. Here's one that I really liked. 
I liked it when it was originally on, and then I did a, a rewatch recently. Beverly Hillbillies? Yes. How did you know? Uh, that was my... Gilligan's Island. Dietrich Bader. That was the first... The movie was my first introduction to Dietrich Bader. When he plays... Uh, really? What's his name? Yeah, because it was before the Drew Carey Jethro. show. Yeah, Jethro he plays Clayton. Jethro. And that just the, the funniest part when he's just talking about that 12-foot-long 12, that 12 Subway sandwich and the bloopers and it breaks. <laughs> and he's like, how the hell am I supposed to eat this? And it just flops over. I was like, that's a guy to watch. Oh, man. He's going places. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Sopranos. Sopranos, mm-hmm. I recently rewatched. Loved. I know you're not into. I know you're not into the mob stuff, but it's it's deeper than the mob stuff. It's this guy is, uh, you know, he's a he's a family man. He he's the father, and he's also a mob boss. So he's got his family and the family, and he's he's trying to balance that. And it's too many families. It's just good. It's just a too good many families. show. Really well written. Really well acted. Um, it's the ending. It's because I know so much about the ending that the, that I think it would ruin it. And so, yeah, for me, it's the same as Lost. If I if you had never seen Lost and I just told you how shitty the, the last season was and then how shitty the ending was, would you Stone be like carrot? Put it in the hole, right? Giant yeah. decanter of wine, shaking it up and moving the alley through time, and two no. guys in charge of the whole thing that you've never seen until like episode or season yeah. seven. Like what the fuck? Stop right. it! Like, like, let's go back to where Saeed dies, and they put him in a pool, and he comes back to life, or whatever. But he's like, it's like evil Saeed without facial hair, but he still has facial hair. Come from I. Well, and then you have the thing with the writer strike, where they had this like idea that that they were going to go through the the whole Stone Temple thing, and then the writer strike pilots? happened. Stone Temple pilots, and then Scott Whalen passes, and God rest his soul. Uh, he just that's that's a whole other thing. Anyways, <laughs> um. And but then the writer strike happens and they never touch on it ever again. Or like the three stone, the three toed stone or four toed stone stat- yeah. pillar thing. Like the writer strike happened and they're like, fuck it, just things. Well, I mean, we kind of came back to that, but not. It didn't like, say why it, there's only four toes. Yeah. Oh, right. it's it's a it's a stone of uh, Homer Simpson. That's why it's just his feet. <laughs> that's a, that's a callback for you. Yeah, waddle doodle. All right, so Sopranos, I liked it. I I you know I I think you're <laughs> don't care for it. Yeah. And it's the ending. Now, I, do you know what I would like to watch now? I, we didn't. That? Rome. That was on around the same time as yeah. Sopranos. And everyone told me. I think it was Sopranos a little bit later than that, though, right? Either before or after. But it was it was in those years. It was like one of them stopped and the other one picked up. I want to say Rome was first. And that Sopranos came in, like, Rome had like two or three seasons left because it was like, watch Rome on Fridays and Sopranos on Saturdays. Okay. And then one of them ended and the other one was like, that's the new HBO show. And. Because like I think it was the Wire before that, and then Oz right. before that, and because HBO only puts out one decent show at a time, and then a bunch of football documentaries, <laughs> right? And then they play Wimbledon like every two years. So did you did you ever get into Deadwood? I think that was on the list. I think I skipped over. No, it, but... and I want to only based on the fact that the dude who's on Fear the Walking Dead got his start on Deadwood, or not his start, but that's where like he's known from. Which which one? The cowboy, the guy who's dating what's her shit. I can't believe that you're still not caught up with the Walking. I fear the Walking Dead yet. I, I don't know. It's just everything. Like, like I got into Shit's Creek. I got into Psych. I got into. I, I don't know. I think it's like you I got saying, into Ohio State. I got. I was in their nursing was, program. What was the uh, the thing that you were talking about earlier? You had to be in the right frame of mind to watch oh, X Y Z. Oh, Shit's Creek. Yeah. I got to be in the right frame of mind to watch Fear the Walking Dead. But it's yeah. I'm just telling you, it gets better. It, everything that you I, everything that you hate about it now goes away in one season. Yeah, they're like, eh, this sucks. We're through. gonna time jump. 
Because okay. I know, because you told me about later on and how good it gets. Yep. And that's what I'm excited to see. I just, I'm, I'm struggling through this season three. So I think it's season four that it is where it picks up. I'll get there. I'll get there. Yeah. So what else is on your, yeah. your, your list besides my kiss? Uh, Sopranos. <laughs> oh, the best things in life. So Sopranos we talked about. Oh, I wanted to touch on this real quick, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of jump to the end of the list. Twin Peaks is on the list, yeah. and I know you're not a David Lynch fan. Yeah. I understand that. So yeah. let me talk to anybody out there who is either a David Lynch fan or Lynch curious. Dan, I love I love David Lynch because he's he's nuts. He's like what he does in his own words is he puts dreams on film. Now we all know dreams can be nice, dreams can be nightmarish. And you really see that a lot in David Lynch's work. So Twin Peaks, I think, uh, is fantastic if you want to see something that at the end of it, you're like, what the hell did I just watch? Additionally, the um, there was a 25th... I know, I'm you're zoned out right now. But no, I was just... I was in my head. I was like, what if I blinked my eyes independently of one another? Like, just but naturally. That, that would... So- uh, yeah, that would be considered tuning out. Sorry. So let me just talk to you, dear listener. It's just Dan. Um, it's just Dan. Dan Twin S. Peaks is crazy. Enjoyable, I think. I think it's it, there are campy moments where it's got its own uh, sense of humor about itself. Um, but, you know, it's, um, it's also uh, a whodunit and a suspense, uh, suspenseful thing. Uh, the, so I think it was the... Either the last show or with one of the last shows, Laura Palmer says to Dale Cooper, I will see you again in 25 years. And she did. 25 years later, they came back. They did another kind of standalone season on Showtime, which is, I mean, if you thought Twin Peaks on ABC was weird, this takes the weird to a a whole nother level. And I love every minute of it. So, but I I am going to bring this tugboat to shore. So, so stay with me here. One of the things I Me? love about David Lynch is the fact that he leaves a lot to your imagination. He doesn't give you everything. He doesn't hand feed you everything that you need like a lot of movies and TV does. He leaves enough of uh, enough on the table to where you're you're thinking about it after you turn it off. Particularly Mulholland Drive, that was that's one that I've watched over and over again and I I have no idea uh about a lot of what was put on the screen at the time. But Sopranos final episode to me is kind of like that where you're given some information, but you're not given everything. So it's open to interpretation. You know, did, did Tony get whacked? Did his family get whacked? Did they get out alive? Did, you know, uh, was there this miraculous comeback where, you know, everybody walked out okay or, you know, whatever. I, you just don't know fades to black. They're playing that song in the background and you just don't know. So you can walk away from it, have your own interpretation of it, and think about it, debate it with people. And I know that's, you know, not really your bag, baby. But what are you going to do? Am I, can I be back now? You can be back now. All right, what, what are we talking about? I don't know. Um, so anyway. So David Lynch and Twin Peaks and, and the Sopranos. Wounds and Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Stranger Things we kind of talked about earlier. Both. There's that puppy. Look at that puppy. Hey, you go lay down. It. Being sneaky. Chewy, ladies and gentlemen. I mascot of film burrito. He is neither a film nor a burrito, but he should be both. He should be. We, he's, we burrito he's this morning good. a little bit. 
Yeah. I mean, they got little covers and it was burrito. <laughs> That's sweet. I think he's got to go outside and go potty. Uh oh. But you can hold it, right? You're a big boy. Good man. He's like, and if he can't, I've been holding it for an hour and a half, mother. If, mother, like, if he can't, we'll pause it and we'll come back. To yeah. It. No big deal. Yeah. We, t- we take care of ours. We take care of our, our chews. Yep. Our chews and our wees. <laughs> and our Charlestons. Uh, That's his full given name. Charleston, Charleston Chewy. Chew? Uh, oh, I love it. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Stranger Things. Yeah. So you watch it's, it's really all good. of them, but you're not. Yeah. So it's, talk to me about Stranger Things. I get really excited like the week before Stranger Things comes out because I'm like, oh, this like this show, it's going to be so great. And then you have to, you're required by law to binge watch the entire thing because everyone's going right. to ruin it for you if you don't. And then it takes like 10 months for the next season to come out. And so then you forget about it. Because you don't go back and rewatch it. And I think the worst part is, is with that time lag, these kids are getting, they're growing up so quickly. Yeah, Dustin's got like dentures now and he's like a, he's like a hardcore rapper. But he's like, hey guys, I'm in seventh grade. He's like post Malone now. Yeah. He's got fronts. He's pre Malone in the show and he's post Malone at the rap party. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I really like the show, but the problem with the show too is that because it's not episodic, it is, but it isn't. Like you can't, you couldn't just watch one of those a week and get through it because it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, the way that was, they stop and start it, it it's like to binge. Yeah, which I don't care for. Yeah, I I dig it. I think, although I don't think that they ever captured the magic of season one. Oh no, I mean I like the show. I just mean I don't like the way that they design it. To no, I know what you're saying. Even, okay, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying I don't. You know, I think I think season season two. I think was the. Probably the worst of the three. Yeah. Three. The never ending story song is it's brilliant. Pretty fantastic. Brilliant. I loved it. And I love the fact that that song made a comeback after that that season premiered. Oh yeah. And people were downloading it, like a whole new generation of kids it was like, what is that? And so they it's like, oh, let me everyone knows the bog of sadness the and now. The, the childlike empress and yeah. I wonder what she's up to. Porn. Uh, her no, no, her she and, married uh, Trump. And Atreyu are doing, um, they do cons now. Ew. They make appearances. Ew. First Atreyu or second Atreyu? First. Okay. Original. The what about, OG What about Atreyu. Bastion? No, he's gone. He's gone. Isn't Didn't he, he hang himself? Yeah. He, I was like, Isn't he dead? <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't he on C-Lab or something? Or C- no, C-Quest? that you're thinking of uh, Jonathan Brandis. Oh, yeah. Totally that's different, different child actor kid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Stranger Things is on Netflix. That's available three seasons for your viewing pleasure. Uh, True Blood, did you ever get into that? No, fuck vampires. I, Steph I liked it. She's like, it's all about fucking and Anna Paquin's like a bitch in it. And I'm like, I fucking hate Anna Paquin. <laughs> I never, and I hate vampires. I never. I don't have a problem with vampires if it's a good story and if it's it's compelling. Look, if I you're not Bella Lugosi, I don't want to fucking put your fangs away. Fuck cares. Fuck you. Wow. No. I, actually, vampires are fine. Just... I got really vampired out really fucking quick with like the whole Twilight bullshit, and then they're like, "But Twilight is not a vampire the... movie; it's a romance movie with vampires in it." Yeah, so it's a vampire movie. Whatever, man. It didn't doesn't turn me off from vampires. I I think if you do a vampire, no, I'm not movie, saying that. You can. I'm it. saying like that once bitten with Jim Carrey. Was, that's a classic. It is. Please don't <laughs> my buttons. The problem, no, I mean, like, I got burned out with it because they're like, hey, fucking every single person in this world is reading these books, talking about the movies, yeah. it's in your face everywhere, and then and then HBO's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. You know that Gambit movie that Fox has been trying to get made? What if it were vampires? Set that shit up in New Orleans, 
and make yeah, everybody vampires. But you know we'll it's based on a book series there. as well, right? Yeah, the Sookie I know. Stackhouse series? But it's just one of those things where I don't, I stop, I don't, fuck, fuck it. It's vampires. I don't care anymore. I'm vampired out. All right. Do it so, right or don't do it at all. It's like the it's like the 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 uh, Universal mo- monster movies right now. The Mummy, shit. The Mummy's been shit forever. I didn't even bother watching it. No, it's it's shit. But I heard The Invisible Man's really good. Yeah, rave but it's reviews. Got, right now. It's got it's got her in it, and I don't want to see her in it. All right. So the the basic gist of the show today is Chuck Chuck's pretty much angry. hates everything. Um, let's see. The, the Wire we talked about earlier. I think that's something I that. think that we should watch. That is the final entry on the list of Wired. Should do these in Wired. Uh, That's how Wired put it on the site. So, oh. yeah, we did. Well, there you go. Uh, so, that's the best TV shows to watch. So, if you've got ideas of TV shows to watch, please let us know. Uh, we I'm would surprised love to Andy Griffith's take. not on there. Well, I tell you, if if we need a, uh, a feel-good show to get us through this uh, trying time, that's definitely one. That and Queer Eye. Happy Days? That'd be a good one to watch. Yeah, but then Growing you gotta pains? watch Joni and Chachi. No, because then, uh, no, then you gotta watch the, uh, what's his name? All right, the, I'm gonna Jonathan give you ideas. Gets, Chuck Chuck's is gonna, gonna tell you why, why it's not a good idea. Well, because, look, it's not a feel good, because then you have to remember that Alan Thicke died and Jonathan got addicted to drugs, and that's not Did good. Did he really? Yeah. And uh, during the show, he was in rehab. That's why when he got older, that's why he was like sporadic on there. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then um, you, know, you go back and watch Doogie Howser, but then you're like, he just grows up to be Barney Stinson, and nobody wants There's that. There's nothing wrong with that, though. We love Barney Stinson. We, except for when he's an overactor, because hey, that's what happens later on in the shows. It becomes Let too... me ask you. So where, oh. where, where could I stream uh, How I Met Your Mother? You can't. It's on it's CBS. Nowhere? You have to buy CBS. Oh, CBS. The All Access? Yeah, the $9 a month. Oh, okay. I may have to do that because I really want to watch Picard anyway. It, yeah, because that's streaming only. I mean, you can buy them. I wonder if they're doing any deals for the Corona Apocalypse. Uh, well, uh, so nine ninety nine for the live option, four ninety nine a month for the just the streaming service. Oh, that's last, not terrible. Last time I had it, and that's been three four years ago. And they might have a free trial too. A lot of places do those free trial things. Yeah. So in in the movie list, let me. Uh, can I do this real quick? Is just run down the list, and you tell me what your first impression is of the list because it's a pretty short list. Okay, and I'm of, just going to read through of it. just bingey movies. This, according to Wired, this is best movies to watch during quarantino lockdown corona apocalypse. Okay? okay, here we go, and and reserve your reaction until the very end. Thirty for thirty documentaries on ESPN, Avatar, Bambi. Big Hero 6, Coco, Fantasia, Flight of the Navigator, Free Solo, Frozen 2, uh, Hillary, uh, a documentary, The Irishman, The Marvel Movies, it just gives all of them, uh, Pinocchio, The Pixar Movies, The Star Wars Movies. That's the list. Okay, so let's, let's, let's do a quick rundown, because I think we've, you and I have seen... Of the movies, 90% of the ones I've seen, you've seen, yes. and vice versa. And the ones that we haven't seen, fuck it, it makes sense on why we haven't seen I them. I think I've seen everything on this list except the Hillary documentary for yeah. obvious reasons. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Frozen 2 because I don't have children. Okay, so start from the very top, and I'm going to give you my, my... 30 for 30 documentary series on ESPN. Wouldn't have even thought about it. Fucking brilliant. I love those. 
I love them. And there's them, a ton and I hate of sports. Log, right? There's a lot of There was a like lot of three seasons, and there was like 20 episodes per, and each one's like an hour, hour and a half, and they deal with everything. But the cool thing is, is that they pair a director with a story. So, like, like there was a director who's like, okay, I'm going to do 30 for 30, L.A. Riots, but I'm going to do it from the perspective of the Dodgers. Oh. And what was going are the Raiders and what was going on with like Bo Jackson and those guys during that time. But I'm going to interview Ice Cube and Dre and, and, and the, you know, these Compton kids who grew up and are now successful moguls about what was going on in their city and why, At that time, why was yeah. Raiders gear what you wanted to, to be in, in the, in the, the hood. And what did that mean for the team? And then when the team left to go to Oakland, what did that mean to you growing up? And so wow, it was like a different perspective. There was another one called not uh, your typical documentary. No, and that's format. what got me into it because again, sports I don't care about. If if it's a compelling story or it's something from the past, I'll watch it. Like there's one that's called Thirty for Thirty: The Bad Boys of Detroit, and it's all about Bill Lambeer and Joe Dumas and Marshall I, Mathers. No, and uh, Kid Rock. No, are you gonna fucking stop? Fucking stop. Because I'm losing my train of thought, and there are a lot of people's names in here. It's not Dennis, my fault. Sorry, Dennis Rodman, like the Pistons from the late '80s. Yeah, and they, they did it from the perspective of like Michael Jordan going up against these guys, and they talked about the coaches, and they interviewed the players, and they're like, Joe Dumas was the worst of all of them. Like, you think Lambeer and and Rodman like throwing elbows and tripping people and punching people when they're coming down? Like, fucking Joe Dumas would come up and like punch you in the fucking dick because he was a short little dude. <laughs> punch in the taint. And like Isaiah Thomas would talk so much shit on people, and then everyone would have to come to his rescue because he wouldn't fight him. And yeah. so they talk and about the bad the, boys. He was the good guy, you know, yeah. quote-unquote oh, good yeah. guy back then, straight laced. He was whatever. the face of them, and everyone else yeah. was But on the court, boys, it was a different story. Yeah. And then another one was they did the... Um, do you remember, was, I think it was the World Series or whatever, that guy who, like, who reached his hand over or, like, messed with the... Oh, right. And he caught the ball, and they were like, ah. Yeah. Oh. They, like, they did a whole thing just on that. No kidding. And then there was the really good one was um, it's like five days in October and it's all about the Red Sox coming back to beat the Yankees after being down three to one and all the superstition and shit. And they interviewed all the players and they're like, dude, we were fucking out like we're not. And it's but it's very candid and stuff. And then there's another one was like 30 for 30 broke. And they talk about these football players who live these extravagant lifestyles. And then they get right. injured or they retire and they can't afford it anymore. And they, they're like, Pull an MC nobody, well, they're like, nobody tells you how to manage your money when you're 22 and have $18 million in the bank. So yeah. no one tells you don't go buy every pair of Jordans. Especially when and you have came up poor, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you, you, you kind of look at life through that lens where, you, oh, you know, status symbols, that's what's important. And, yeah, it's you know, like I, I need to have a label on my jeans and I need to drive that whip and I need to have this, this chain or whatever. And you realize, no, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna break an ankle. You're like, how many home pods <laughs> does one person need? Exactly, that's a great example. The answer Question the is, answer is six, and the is six. The the number is currently five. So, got it. Um, so yeah, the thirty for thirties are great, and they're not just like what was it? There was there was one called the two Escobars, and one was com- comparing and contrasting what was happening to the pitcher Escobar on the Dodgers and Pablo Escobar wow. in Colombia because they came up at the same time. That's crazy. So like, yeah, it's really cool the way that they the way that they do stuff. Sometimes it's a straight up documentary, and sometimes it's more of a social or political documentary that's built around what was going on at the time. 
Um, there was another one that was all about, and I don't remember what it was, but it was another one of those, like a date and it was OJ and what was going on. Right. In the mid nineties. But it was what was going on around the world during the OJ thing, because he's the sports star in the center, but they're like, well, this is what happened here. And this is what happened here. And this is what happened in Bosnia. And this is what happened here. And so, yeah. Yeah. And then, like I said, there's some that are just straight up sports where they're like, boom, this is the Michael Phelps story or whatever. And they're good. But I love the ones from the first couple of seasons that have a that twist are, to or a, a hook. Jordan rides the bus. It's all about Jordan getting and on Jordan that Bettis. that minor leg that minor league baseball team, getting a house in the middle of nowhere because because <laughs> because it it, it wasn't it's okay, go it ahead. wasn't funny go to me. <laughs> it was low hanging fruit. No, Jordan rides the bus is. Um, is, is about him joining the minor league team. He gets a house in this affluent neighborhood where the team is based out of, and he plays basketball with all the little the little white kids of dentists. And because he's the only this the only black family is Jordan, and then he buys like a giant tour bus for this crap minor league team who can't afford to like tour in style. He buys them this big tour bus. He like throws all this money at them, and they they talk about how he's such a down to earth person to be around and. And um, like how he never let his ba- basketball status impact his the way that he dealt and how approachable he was with the other minor league teams and and players because he'd like they'd want to sign autographs after they were done playing against the team they'd like wait in the dugout or the clubhouse and then come and talk to him and he was like really cool about it but he he was just one of the minor league guys like he wasn't Michael Jordan basketball star and they interviewed all of his minor league teammates and I was just like that's that's really that's really awesome. Like to to see that kind of side of it, and I don't know. That's pretty cool. That so that's on ESPN Plus. If you have that, it comes with Disney Plus and the Hulu uh, package. All right, 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 right. I so don't know how to get out. it though. There's, there's no app for for ESPN Plus yeah. that I've seen so far because I would watch Google all it. of those because they used to be on Netflix. Yeah, some of them, some yeah. of them were. Some of the and boxing probably, ones were really You could good probably too. still get them if you have uh, a cable or streaming service. You could probably do every once in a while. Spectrum has like a listing of them, or some soccer ones, or whatever. But not like yeah. the first. The first three seasons were fantastic. So what right. was next on the list then? Avatar. Ugh, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah. Don't I even make your sequels if you're way listening. Overhyped. Just redo Titanic. Don't. We don't need it. I, I was really disappointed with Avatar. I mean, visually, well, I had seen the movie stunning. already. It's stunning. I saw the but... movie before it came out. It was called Fern Gully. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. Fern Gully was uh, was Avatar slash Pocahontas. Avatar. Uh, yeah, or just you know, uh, environmental documentary. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, Avatar was not. I think it if it had a compelling story, visually stunning. Would've... Absolutely pushed the the, the medium further never than been it never done had before. Been. Yeah, but re reinvigorated three D. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, that's the thing is like and, if uh, you're going to invest that much money in all the tech, you go with a story that's already worked and it's tried and true. Fern Gully. <laughs> I, I agree. We should the do- Avatar Two is actually going to be based off of the Secrets of Nim. <laughs> I love it. Yes, it's going to be a, a reboot. Uh, so now we just get into a list of Disney movies. Bambi, Big Hero <laughs> because 6, Because Disney Coco, owns everything, Fantasia. not that they're Disney movies. They're just... So, Bambi, classic. Yeah, no need to watch it during the during the pandemic. It's sad. Well, also, the beginning is there, sad. There the is a is section nice. where the rabbit, the mother rabbit, eats one of her children. 
I don't recall that. It's an animator's mistake. It's during one of the opening scenes where where Bambi comes oh, out, okay. and there's like three you. little bunnies and the mom, and then one of the bunnies disappears and is never seen from or heard of again. I think that bunny dated Zach Morris, it's, but it's implied that it's implied that the mama rabbit just ate the sickly bunny. <laughs> so nice. there's that. But the truth is, though, didn't they run out of paint? And they might have. And they weren't able to put that third bunny in there? Hey, bud. I don't know. Something to look up. Uh, bunny, bunny, Big bunny, Hero bunny. 6. Never seen it. I really enjoyed that movie. I heard that it was, was really good. good. It's a Marvel movie. Marvel slash Disney, yeah. Yeah. Um, Coco. I love Coco. I wanted to see it. It looked really good. I thought Rodriguez should have done it. I think it would have been... Dude, if if Rodriguez did Coco... Shark Boy and Lava it, Girl 12. It would be... Yeah. I, it, well, he would have done know. all the music for it. There, I, I think that there would be cool aspects to it if Rodriguez did it, but I think as it stands now, it's it's a per- really good. It's a damn near perfect film. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, it's really really well done. Um, Look at that kitty. Story's great, music's great, all of that is is uh, is excellent. It's popping off on all cylinders. Here's that, one you could go kitty back. Though. Look at that kitty. Look at my kitty. He's a go go kitty. You could go back to the well and go back to the uh, the the vault and do Fantasia. So um, okay. my kids love Fantasia. I was never really into it, but they dig it. So I like Fantasia. Have you ever seen the sequel? No. So there's a Fantasia 2000, and they it's a it's a it's I just recall like, that, but I I don't. It's I just like Fantasia. They have a full orchestra. They have the guys come out and talk about it and everything. Um, when you read this list off for me, I I I literally saw like an adults an adult parents full week of like. All right, I'm going to get up before the kids go, and I'm going to watch 30 for 30 and just get myself psyched up with yeah. some inspirational stories. <laughs> yeah. Then the kids are going to get up, and we're going to fucking get through some Marvel shit and some fucking Pixar shit, and then they're going to go to school, or they're going to go to daycare, or they're going to go to, you know, dad's going to pick them up, and then I'm going to drop fucking acid, and I'm going to watch Fantasia until they come back, and then we're going to fucking yeah. finish it off with some fucking Marvel movies. They're going to go to bed, and then I am fuck, I am the fuck out, and I'm going to get high and watch Bambi's mom get killed. Anyways, what was next on there? Bullshit list. Sounds like a great day. Um, <laughs> that's a whole week. Flight of the Navigator. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that's another high one. That's that's another one where you, where you can only truly appreciate it because I just went back and rewatched it like maybe six months ago. Yeah, you got to be high to watch that movie. It's yeah. so fucking weird. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> it is weird. I forgot but... about the time travel aspect. Well, that yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like he does. I he forgot like about. Falls it. down a, a gully or whatever, and he fern gully. No, he falls down a. Little ravine wakes yeah. up and it's 1986. Yeah, whatever. You're like it was because it was like I remember watching it being like this movie takes place in 78, and then there was all like of a sudden the his little jump. brother is Snow. Yeah, it's like all and Uh So Snow is actually the cousin of former Bare Naked Ladies singer Stephen Page. Is he really? Yep, because Canadians are all related apparently. That's that's what I've heard. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Flight of the Navigator on Disney that's Plus. A stereotype about Canadians that they're all related. And they're super polite. Have you seen Free Solo? Yes. You told me to watch it, and I watched it, and I loved it. Is that the first thing that I recommended to you that you actually liked? No. Swingers and Boondock Saints. <laughs> yeah. And The Shield. Free Solo is fantastic. My, I was talking to my mom over the weekend, and that was that's one that's on her list that she wants to check out. Yeah. Um, that dude, Alex Honnold, is... Cray-cray. Cray. Straight up cray. He's um, cray-paper. He's but it's also, it's a really well-put-together documentary, too, yes. that kind of explores... You kind of think you're going to watch a guy die. <laughs> like, at some point, you're like, 
am I watching a snuff film? And I think that's that's really one of the aspects that's so well done about it is the fact that you know the guy's not going to die. You saw him on the red carpet when they premiered the movie. You saw him at the Oscars. You saw the whole thing. You know he's not going to die. But, but yet, you still have that kind of cringy feeling where you're not sure. And you're like, I... So here's something that the kids and I rewatched recently. And, you know, sometimes when you rewatch something, Schindler's you have a List? different take on it. No, that no. wasn't it. Uh, not going to watch that with the kids until probably a couple more years. Logan? You ever you ever have a different take on a movie when you rewatch it? Yes. Good, bad, or ugly? It's just I end something up hating a lot of stuff. <laughs> shockingly, shockingly, Chuck hates something. Um, we we rewatched Frozen two yes again recently, and I didn't change at all. I the the same take I had when I first watched it in the theater is the take that I had when I rewatched it. It felt to me to be just a vehicle for the music in the movie. Like we're going to sell a hound track. Yeah. It's, it's, we're going to have a feature length film. That's a commercial for the soundtrack essentially. Hmm. Um, it worked for them for the first one. Unintentionally. At least the first movie had an intelligible plot line that you could kind of follow and you get this one. I mean, the plot was so convoluted and it was kind of all over the place and it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. (laughs) I mean, so I was like, okay, what was that movie about? The music was catchy, but I'm not really sure what it was about. Yeah. So, and I'm sure because they, because of the Corona apocalypse, they released it early uh, for for viewers to watch on Disney Plus. I'm sure that there are parents that are just sick and tired of all that music at this point. I wouldn't know anything about that, Jay. Yes, because you ain't got no chair runs. The children that I have are fuzzy. <laughs> that is true. Uh, so yeah, Frozen Two is out there on Disney Plus if you want to check that out. Uh, the Irishman we kind of touched on earlier. See, I, great film, but I I think they should have done away with the de aging technology and just recast. I think it would have been a more effective movie if they would have. So how now, many? Some of the de aging was how many totally people? Fine. How many people do they de age? Who and who um, and who are they? Uh, it was. Al Pacino. Okay. Hua. De-, De Niro. De Niro. Uh, are those the main two? Those are the main two. Okay. They, who they would had, you cast? Uh, who would I cast? Yeah. Oh, boy. And, and one of them can't be John Hamm because I can't watch it. <laughs> right. It takes you right out of it. Gosh, I don't know. I don't know, but I just Joseph think... Gordon-Levitt would be a really good Bruce Willis. That's... <laughs> I, I think that he could pull I, I think pull out a Pacino. Um Yeah, maybe. It's just it, it took me out of it. Particularly like now, okay. Cool. In the last couple of episodes, because I was making fun of it because I still haven't seen it, you said that the, the aging wasn't bad. It's just that you could tell that it was an 80-year-old man trying to yes. curb stomp somebody, and you're like He's like halfway through, you can hear him under his breath. You're like, sciatica. And you're like, attica. And you're like, sciatica. No, it's yeah. You're like, no, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. That's the the biggest part was the movement to me. Because if, if it's just a speaking part, totally fine. When they're doing dialogue across the table from each other, totally. Oh, Pesci. Pesci was the other one. Ooh. Pesci, De Niro. Um, Who would you cast De as a young Joe Pesci? Oh. Chris Rock. That's That's brilliant. I think that would be good. Idris Elba. Um, no, I'm being serious. Like Chris Rock, his voice and... No, you're not being serious. No, Stop not. it. Stop no, I'm it. not. I don't know who... It's would... like when you were telling me that Han Solo should be recast as uh, 
Uh, what, what no, I was Jennifer dead Lawrence? serious. Jennifer Lawrence no. could could crush There's that role. There's no way you're serious. There's, if, I, if, I absolutely would watch that. I would absolutely watch that. You're will, dead to me right now. To my grave, I will take that. Dead it, to me. I would love to watch that. Uh, brilliant movie, The Irishman. I love it, too, because I think it's... It, you wouldn't want to see the love story nope, between Amelia Clark nope. and Jennifer Lawrence? I got you thinking now, didn't I? She, not Han Solo. She's not Han Solo. There is not about, a female Han Solo, period. She does. She doesn't identify. She identifies. As I didn't a even. Solo. I didn't even like this new guy as Han Solo. Quite frankly, what, what, like, Aaron Eckhart. No, what's his name? Um, Oba Babatunde. Who? Um, what's he from? <laughs> so, the Irishman was a, a a solid Scorsese movie, and I think what I like so about it, Joker, is that that it it kind of covered that whole life span. Yeah. You know, it's the old man in the home, looking back on his life and seeing, you know, I did all of these things. And For the nookie? Was any, was any of it worth it? So it's kind of introspective, um, but it's got all of that great, you know, mob action and great storyline and everything like that. So yeah. I would give uh, The Irishman, if we're doing a star rating, I would give it three of four. So, so But not a solid four. So two out of three old men. That's right. Okay, but who would you cast as Joe Pesci now, dude, that's a good question. Because I Pattinson, um, no. Colin Hanks, Chet Hanks, callback. <laughs> <laughs> Everything be Ivory Man. Uh, okay. What so... is me funny to you? <laughs> is you calling me funny? Funny how funny like a clown man. Um, and now so it just kind of skips into grouping everything together. The Marvel movies, yes. the Pixar movies. Well, don't the Star you're Wars going movies. way too fast. So, yes, I think I think you could get a lot of time out of the damn near 30 Marvel movies if you include the Yeah. because oh so I so I tend to we don't report on spoilers, but I've been watching some of the I've taken a break from it, but I've gone back and watched some of the what if this happens and there is a potential rumor that um that Charlie, what's his name? Charlie Cox? Manson. No, oh. Charlie Cox's uh, Daredevil is coming to the MCU. I certainly Spider-Man hope Spider-Man so. 3. I think that would be phenomenal. So you have to count each one of those seasons as a movie then. Defenders and the Independents. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're basically a, a couple of movies in there. Um, so I think that you put all the Marvel movies together, all was it, 24 of them, plus the two seasons of each one of the independent defenders, the third season of Jay Jones and the, and daredevil or the D devs. And, uh, and then the defenders. Sure. You skip over agents of shield, but watch Peggy Carter. And I think you got yourself a nice little quarantine. Yeah. That's, that's a great idea. That's but a, don't, don't a go solid crazy with block it. of movies and TV that you could, watch them in watch. order correctly. And, and, and do it the right way. Do, do two a day, space them out. Right, because that gets you that, that gets you Captain America first, Captain Marvel second. Do it in that order, huh? The actual chronological order. Oh no, because the the ends the end scenes and the and the mini shoots take away from it if you do it that way. Mm, I've tried doing I both. Know. I tried doing I both. Know. I say watch them in release order and watch watch them in release order and watch for the behind the scenes, not in your face stuff like that's in the background that hints towards phase two and three, like. Again, I, I will defend Dark World based on uh, Selgin's um, 
uh, board with all of the six six one six Earth and the the yeah. Tree of Life and all that stuff. Like right. you go back and see that the spoiler stuff for that, and it's you're like wow. Or in Iron Man two when they you know when it the is it the hidden scene in Iron Man two where they meet and they're talking about no it's it's in the movie where they're talking about all the different uh, disturbances. One of them's in Wakanda. There's one in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, and it says Atlantis, and you're like Namor's coming at some point. They'll get Jason Momoa in the MCU, and then and then they, he went. <laughs> I don't he think went they DC. can do that. Well, yeah, no, that's before think. he went DC though. So I, I like that. I like I like watching them in actual release order because it, it gives you an opportunity to look at the the stuff in the past. I'm on the other side. I I think that you do it in chronological order. But then you it, gotta, if you're gonna do, like, if I mean, that's that's if you've got the time to dedicate to it. And let's face it, we do right now. So well, we, we that's do on a I normal on a normal schedule. So we definitely do now. I wouldn't mind watching those because I have a very distinct order on how I watch Star Wars too. Right. Yeah. Like, we, and it's just it's it's the Chuck order. It's not the machete order. It's not. It's my particular way that I watch Star Wars. Well, didn't we call it the film burrito cut or the? the no, that's 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 oh, just that's the di- last oh, two. That's right. Yeah. So, so we'll skip to the Star Wars one. So I watch, I watch. Um, the theatrical release of four, five, and six because they're not considered four, five, and six. So all of the uncut four, five, six. Right. Then I watch one, two, three, re-release four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Throw the anthology films in where they're supposed to be in the story as mm-hmm. well, and then call it a day. The film burrito cut is where I cut the end of Last Jedi yeah. and put it at the end of Rise of Skywalker and took the Rise of Skywalker intro and tagged it as the end of Last Jedi and then renamed them. Because that's an actual cut, not an order. Right. The, the machine. Yeah. Yeah. Which now that the Blu-ray is being released, I want to go in and actually do it. Like make Blu-ray copies of the film burrito cut. Let's do it, and we'll sell it on and our you've merch never, page. And you've never <laughs> seen it yet. I've I've made this thing that you've not seen yet. I gave it to you, but I you haven't watched it. My what? cut of those two movies. I saw it. You showed it to we, me out there on the TV. No, I mean watch the full movies. You haven't sat down oh. for four hours and watched those no. two two and a half hour movies with my cuts, which is fine. Don't wait until the Blu-ray comes out, and I'll I'll Got do it. it the right way. Wait till we drop the Blu-ray. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we alluded to this earlier. But uh, Mandalorian on Disney Plus—that's another thing that you can go back and binge if you haven't seen it. But any Spoiler. true Star Wars fan has already seen it. Spoiler: Ro- Ros- Rosario, Rosario Dawson, Dawson as Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah. Yes. Good casting. Cannot wait. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. I'll be sad though because I really like the um, the voice from the the Ashley Clone Wars. Eckstein, I believe. Is yeah. It, is that who yeah. it is? Yeah. Bud, you can't come and talk. He's like, I'll talk from the background. <laughs> like, I will be heard. Can't silence me. me. Yeah. No matter how hard you try, you can't chewy now. I've been listening oh, to a lot of Rage Against yeah, the Machine. Rage, deep cuts. Yeah. So what's uh, next on the old listy poo? Uh, Pixar movies. Pixar's. Pixar. I think if you're going to watch the Pixar movies, you watch them in in chronological order based on the apocalypse theory of Pixar movies, excluding Rat Tattooey and the other weird one. What other weird? There's another weird one that doesn't fit in. By the, the way, Ratatouille, Ratatouille is it, not weird. No, no, it's it's weird that because it, it doesn't fit in the the scheme of things. So the idea is that the idea is that toys are the first. Like Toy Story is the first set oh, of they're I see. they're alive and they're they're trying to decide how like to, leading up to Wally or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and leading up to Wally and yeah. then showing like they you know the. 
the cars and planes then take over the world and then they're just trying to prep the humans to be more docile and, yeah and and you know reliant on them because ultimately toys and cars want a purpose and don't want to be disposable so if you make humans reliant on them by putting them up and making them fat and overweight and you know <laughs> yeah. reliant upon technology that when they come back to earth after after the apocalypse is done then they'll then they'll be able to appreciate what they have kind of like the coronavirus yes <laughs> I'm gonna throw something. It works. So where's his ball? Give me his ball. It's he. Oh, he's got all his toys in there. Uh, And then there's Rat Tattooey, which doesn't fit because it's all about a French rat and a chef, and uh, which I freaking love. Is it? Do you want to watch Rat Tattooey? Is that what you're you're crying about? Do you want to be a chef? You could be a chef. You could be a big fish too. Hey, oh, onward. We talked about that's going to be released early. Yeah, Uh, that's the newest. Oh, um, Brave is in there too because Brave is the first iteration of a human mutating into mutation, mu- mutating, <laughs> mutating. <laughs> well, that's that? my Scottish accent. Oh, okay, I got it. Uh, Brave's in there because it's it's the it's the first attempt at trying to become a different object to grow uh, and evolve humanity, and so that's that's where Brave fits in. But that I think that's the other one that's like an oddball, like an outlier. Yeah, uh, Trolls isn't a. Pixar movie, Trolls is, is DreamWorks. Yeah, so that's not it. Which is actually going to be coming out to Trolls World Tour. Yeah. The, the sequel is going to be released early on digital because yeah. of the Corona apocalypse. I'm so really looking forward to, your eyes out for to that, um, so. uh, Trolls Rock of Ages, where they where they just cast <laughs> a regular-sized Tom Cruise with the Trolls because they're the same height. I like it. And then, yeah. Trolls 2, not Troll 2. Different things. Troll 2, we need to do a show about. At some point. I, I don't know. I stay away from the topics that we did shows on already for the other podcast. It, but it's a completely different thing. But it's the same seven people. True. That's, that's my only Good downside point. is I don't be like, hey, remember that show we did 20 years ago? Doing it again. It's a reboot. Oh, my God. Our podcast is a reboot. <laughs> yeah. Son of Ironically, a bitch. Yeah. Dear Alanis, that's irony. Don't I you think? Was, oh. So that's the list, man. And I think, I, I, as I'm reading this list, it, I feel like somebody at Wired had to hit a deadline or they got bored or something because it's like the the TV section would, seems really well thought out and it kind of runs the gamut with stuff. And, and then the, the movies, movies is, is like, like... Watch Marvel. And Star Disney. Wars is fun. Here's all the Disney movies. Then we get to the last three and it's like the Marvel movies, the Pixar movies, the Star Wars movies. I'm bored. I'm out. Submit. Well, what would like, okay, cool. What would what would you put as on your list of suggestions to to watch during the Corona demic? Yeah. All right. Well, eh, all right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go kind of all over the map with this. Okay. Well, can I rein it in real quick? TV first, then movies. See, that was where I'm gonna go all over the map because I have a TV show that leads into a movie. Follow me here. So there's Firefly a new and show. Serenity? You could do that. You could do that. Yeah. Okay. There is a show that just came out called Dispatches from Elsewhere. It's on AMC. They play it, I think, right after Walking Dead. I don't know. I don't watch stuff when it's live, typically. But it's uh, Jason Siegel is the... Oh, yeah. Uh, that does look good. Writer, executive producer. He directs a couple episodes. He may have directed all of them at this point. I'm not sure. But he looks really different. He lost a lot of weight. He's very gaunt. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it... It, that plays well with this character. Hmm. Um, and you'll just have to check the show out. But anyway, so in a nutshell, 
Um, Dispatches from Elsewhere is this, it's a game, but we don't know if it's a game. Could be real. So might be a game. Hunting people or something? No. That's just, that movie that's out uh, now. The Hunt, yeah, yeah, which actually they just released that on digital as well. And I, I want to check that out. I just want to see if, if it's worth the hype because there was a lot of controversy around it. No, white and people I'm like, are crazy. Is, is it worth the, you know, just one of the is lines. it a good movie? Let's let's put it out there. I was think, this a good movie or I think was it that just it's manufactured? Hollywood trying to cap capitalize on um What's his shit? Who did uh, who did us and uh, uh, Jordan Peele? Yeah, Jordan Peele. God, I, I remember. I kept Keegan Michael Key was the one. I'm like, that's not him. It's the it's the other guy in that troop. Uh, yeah, Jordan Peele. Speaking of that, Key and Peele, they were really good in uh, Toy Story Four. Yes, they were. They stole it's the actually, show in that. It's, all, it's called Four Story, and it's all about an apartment building for toys. Oh, my name is Luca. I live on the second floor. Hmm. Uh, dispatches from elsewhere. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to this. Great, great show so far. Uh, the first four episodes focus uh, primarily on the like one character per show. So you get uh, Jason Siegel, the first one. Um, Simone is the second one. Then you get Sally Field's character. I can't remember her name. And then um, uh, Andre Andre three thousand. He's he's in there as well. He's great in this show. But this is all based on something that was real. And there is a documentary called The Institute, which tells the story of this artist who's based in Oakland who really did this game. So all of the things that you're seeing in Dispatches from Elsewhere, the the kind of you know fictionalized show, a lot of it is lifted from this documentary. So I don't know... Like if somebody was completely uninitiated to any of this stuff and didn't hadn't seen the show, hadn't seen the documentary, I'm not sure how I would recommend people going about doing this. Because what I did was I saw the first episode and it said based on the documentary called The Institute. So I'm like, I wonder if that's available. I found it. I watched it. I'm like, damn, I don't know if I wanted to watch that yet because you see what happened in real life as they were playing this game out and people got involved in it and it just kind of grew. What game is this? So it was like a, an immersive, experimental, kind of like real life art project, essentially. So this guy, he put these flyers out on telephone poles and said, you know, if you're interested in this experiment, call this number or whatever. And so people would show up and they would go to this building and they would be uh, interviewed and like, like initiated into this this institute, and they were given all. It's really hard to explain. Okay, but no. it's but it's a yeah. real. It was like a real life game. I'll look into it and see. Maybe I'll watch the show first and then the documentary. Well, here's the thing that really gets me is because when you watch the documentary, you see how the game came to its conclusion, and. There was, it, it's very controversial with the people who, who played this game as to how it ended. And, and, you know, they were looking for something else or they were hoping that it was different, whatever. Um, so that's what I'm wondering about this show is like, how are they going to end the show? Um, another thing, too, is when you watch the documentary, I was left wondering at the end of it, was this a true, tried and true documentary or was some of it manufactured? So a lot of unanswered questions, and you know me, I dig that stuff. So 
uh, definitely Dispatches from Elsewhere and the uh, documentary, The Institute. I would check those out while we're on quarantine. What do you got? Um, I would say there is a television show that was on... Oh, gosh. It was only available on AT&T for their streaming service called Loudermilk. And it was uh, about a music critic from the 90s who became an alcoholic. And it's uh, played by... um, Ron Livingston. Yeah, that's and right. He ends I was up, trying to remember who was yeah, in it. He ends up hosting uh, uh, AA, and it goes through his life and trying to build relationships. Will Sasso is like his best friend, and you know it shows like why he has anger issues and and how he helps other people in the program, but how his life kind of derails. And so that's got a few seasons in there. Um, so I would definitely recommend that. Oddball things, though, like if you've never watched it and want to kill some time, find the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Oh, that's a good... Because it's not great. It's not like feel-good movies or TV shows. But what it is, is it's it's a continuation of something you're familiar with, and it gives you a little bit of background so that when you do end up re-watching you know, all the Indiana Joneses for the upcoming fifth one, that you get the reference of why, you know, when, when Mutt and him are talking about his past and, and trying to connect on a father's son, he goes, well, I traveled with Pancho Villa Pancho once. Pancho Villa, yeah. And he's like, really? You wrote with Pancho Villa? He's like, I didn't really have a choice. And that's that's direct lift from yeah the episode or two one or two episodes, but I also really like the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles because it's got Sean Patrick Flannery in it as oh, yeah. Young Indy, one of the two Young Indies, and I really like the World War One episodes because it gives you an understanding of like where he he where he you know his his sense of right and wrong for you know the the, the military occupations and stuff and why he's continuing to still fight the good fight pre World War Two. You know, and going against the Nazis and everything in the films, and and why he's not more like Bala, what, Belloc? Yeah, Belloc. Bela Lugosi? No, Belloc. Okay. Who who's just you know, Belosh? He's he's more of like <laughs> Salah call it Belosh. Yeah, not uh, Belosh. No, no, no. Belloc. Yeah, I don't know. I've derailed off of it, so I don't care anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would I would say that would be something fun to watch. Also. If we're doing like movie series, is, 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 again, I can't, I cannot express my, my desire for everyone in the world to watch all the Fast and Furious movies. They are fantastic. I, After five, but you got to build them up. That's the thing that baffles me is that you, you're, so you're an evangelist on the Fast, the Fast. Series. Well, it's because I ran the gambit. I was, I was every person out there rolling their eyes at me saying this yet again on a podcast. I bought the first one in 2000 or 2001 on DVD and watched it and went, well, that was a fun, weird heist movie about family that is never going to go anywhere. And is then it when about the, family? Yeah. It's all about family. 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 Really? Yeah. Family. Family. It's a big, okay. big family. theme in those movies. Um, and then the second one came out and I was like, well, this is obviously geared towards bros and I'm not that, so I'm not going to go. Then Tokyo Drift came out and they're like, it's a whole new... It's a whole new ball game in the Fast and Furious movies, so go right. see that one. And I dated a girl who liked those types of cars, so we ended up renting Yikes. it from Blockbuster. She likes to hang out at Sheets parking lot. No, no. <laughs> she was just into like you Bros. know neon cars and whatever. So um, we rented it, and I was like, ah, I'm not gonna ever watch these again. And then I just let them go by the wayside. Yeah. Until Patrick H. Willems. Did the these are why these movies are absolutely fantastic action movies, and they are. Which I'll be honest with you, 
that was the thing that got me wanting to watch them again. I haven't. I haven't gotten back into it, but watching watching his video. Yeah, I mean, I would say 90% of the people I've showed that video to have been open to the idea of watching them because they truly just become the Rock and Jason Statham action movies. Yeah. Like, you're either a fan of those guys and or you're not, and it doesn't matter because it's not about racing anymore. It's just guys in tricked-out cars doing spied CIA shit. And the over-the-top action. And, oh, yeah. And, it's which totally is just 1980s over-the-top, but it, it's not taking itself too seriously. Which is awesome. Even, even you got to love that. The one that where Aegis, Aegis Elba's in there, and he's like half machine, half bio guy. Like, like Superman? Yeah, you're yeah. like, okay, it's fine. I know exactly what this is. He's up there now. So one of the things that I mentioned earlier, and I think that, that it lends itself really well to this period of time that we find ourselves in, is the feel-good movie. What, like what Field kind of Dreams? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that certainly Gun? applies. Chef. I, I oh, yeah. love Chef. Oh, the new season dropped, too, or this new half Chef of the season of the show. There yeah. you go. Movie, movie TV tie-in. You've got Chef, which is a great feel-good movie about a father and son and their relationship. And what's the name of the chef, the in, chef that, show. in that show? The real, uh, the real, real the, one. Yeah. The, Roy Choi. Yeah. So Roy Choi's in the, um, he's, he's in, uh, the Gilmore girls, uh, Netflix revival for one episode Seriously? for a quick little stint. Yeah. As himself. Yeah. Yeah. He's taken over for Melissa McCarthy's character oh, as the chef because they couldn't find anybody. So like, I think Rachel Ray's in there and then him and then somebody else. No kidding. And they reference Anthony Bourdain. Uh, and one of them, how they're like, yeah, Anthony Bourdain came in and you kicked him out because you didn't like his ideas for for blah oh, blah no. blah. And so, yeah, like it's it, it was it was kind of funny to see him. So as soon as they said, yeah. Roy Choi's in the background doing are in the uh, in the back doing a pop up event, and I'm like, I know all those words. Why do I know all those words? Oh, from Chef. And then boom, it was him. That's awesome. So, um, what's a what's a what would be a bad show to binge? to get through like something where not that it would be a chore, but just where you'd be like, why am I watching this? Cause like, obviously there are the hmm. shows that, that, That's a good question. that everyone watches like all a the guilty time. pleasure thing no. or, or, or no, like, no, no, no. like, like a bad, I would show never watch. watch this otherwise. Yes. But I'm stuck in the house. Yeah. Trying to survive. Yeah. There's nothing I've, I've gotten through everyone's online lists. I've watched all of Netflix. Oh, like man, what's your thing? Because, and I, and I'm not talking about like, TNT plays every episode of Law and Order over and over and over again, and people just bum, tend bum. to watch those, right? Because it's just a staple of like nothing's on. I'm going to put on TBS or TNT, or and yeah. it's always on. And not those, but like for me, a show that I think would be terrible to go back and rewatch is ER. That over dramatic, really? over dramatized, hmm. like, and everyone, it's it's like it's like Grey's Anatomy. Everybody's got cancer. Everybody, they're writing them off the show, so they've got to have this massive exit. And it's like, dude, just transfer them to another hospital. Yeah, don't, like don't it's make super the easy. People circumstance get of it. people get fucking jobs everywhere. I've had twelve jobs in seventeen minutes. Like that's a that's a good one. So I would I, not want to rewatch ER because of that. Um, another one that I would not want to go back and rewatch would be the original run of Roseanne. Why is that? Because it ends so weird and it completely kills continuity for the new Roseanne slash Connors reboot. Oh, I see. Because of the way they end it. Now, even though they address that in the first season of the new Roseanne 
slash becomes the Connors, they address that fact. It's still you're like, well, there's a whole season, season and a half, maybe two seasons worth of bullshit where they Dan has a heart attack and then what's happening to the familia? Because it's all about family with those shows. Family, yeah. family. It's all about family, family, family. Yeah, family. So, but <laughs> it's it's really any of that's like any Who, of that Vin Diesel stupid stuff like. I, I don't. There's there's so much that I wouldn't want to go back and rewatch. Yeah, that's true. Like I think that during this this trying time that you really have to make your if you're gonna if you're gonna invest the time in binging and not go outside and enjoy the spring and summer, but you're just gonna be a recluse. You really can't afford to waste this time because you're never gonna get it back. So 100%. fill your queue with things that are good. Don't don't just go yeah. and be like, oh, I'm going to rewatch all of the Golden Girls because, granted, that show is fantastic. Yeah, but that, it's not something that and you that's a need feel good to show. watch. Yeah, and, and I think too, it's like I talked about those comfort shows earlier. It's it's the the thing that reminds you of a, a different time. It reminds you of a, a you know kind of an easier time in your life, yeah. something like that. For me, the Golden Girls would definitely be that. Step but, by step, family matters. Nobody needs all to the go TGIF back and stuff. Yeah, and you don't, but you don't need to go back and rewatch those things and binge no, watch them. Particularly when we have such, uh, I mean, there's so much stuff too to watch that is gonna make you feel good. Did you ever watch the Peanut Butter Falcon? The Peanut Butter Falcon? Yeah. No, and I don't want you to explain it to me. I want you to move on. I don't like any of those words combined together. It sounds gross. All right, I'm not going to talk to you. Then I'm going to talk to the audience okay. here. It was. It's a Shia LaBeouf movie with oh, Dakota. God, yeah. Dakota Johnson, Fanny? I think. Dakota Johnson. And uh, it is awesome. It's just, it, it is a feel-good movie. It's an unapologetic, feel-good movie. It's kind of like, you know, a modern retelling of Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn, kind of a, kind of a style. Booth In fact, they stole something else from, from, from somebody. Sure, okay. and it's fine, and totally good. But it's, that is definitely a feel-good movie. Now, I just actually watched another Shia movie that's not so feel good. Honey Boy, have you seen that? No, I thought you were going to say Transformers. <laughs> that too. That too. Don't bother watching that. But uh, I, I would say avoid Honey Boy right now. I mean, when this thing blows over, go back and watch it because it's a, it's a brilliant film. But it's, it's pretty freaking sad. I mean, it doesn't end on a sad note, but just the movie overall is very sad. Um because it's it's basically a it's a autobiography that he made of his life. He he wrote it when he was in rehab and then made it when he got out and it's just very very it's okay. not it's not a pick me up kind of a movie. Mm. Uh but Peanut Butter Falcon definitely a pick me up movie. You'll you'll finish that, you'll hit hit stop on it and you'll have a smile on your face. Chuck won't, but anybody else listening to this will. I think that if you're going to quarantine yourself for any extended period of time, that really what you should do is find something that that you're going to enjoy and enjoy yourselves and take other people's suggestions like ours as recommendations. 100%. But on that note, I do want to say, because it's just literally just popped into my head, this would be the perfect time to work your way through the AFI Top 100 list because yeah. you're going to get you're going to get your feel good movies, you're going to get your your dramas, you're going to get Think your pieces. action, you're going to get your your comedies, and you're going to get your classics out of the way that you may have been putting off because the blockbusters have been coming out, you know, every three months or so for the last decade. That's a great recommendation, and like you said, I mean, you're going to run the whole gamut with that stuff. Feel good movie. Think about this. Uh, 
how many of the movies on the AFI Top 100 were uh, Marx Brothers movies, for yeah. example. Those are just, I mean, you're, you're not going to have a bad time watching a Marx Brothers movie. Here's the other thing, too, is that on the AFI Top 100 list, Star Wars episodes 4, 5, and 6 are on there, but you don't have to watch the other six if you don't <laughs> want to. Absolutely You just true. have to watch the good ones, and you can <laughs> yeah. choose to participate in the others. So, yeah, I mean, I, but I, I truly believe that, you know, uh, there's a lot of movies out there. Like, we did the Bogart movies. Those are both on there. Yeah. Casablanca, the, the African Queen is on there. A couple of the many Bogart movies yeah. that are out there. Sure. You know, African Queen is one that I've been wanting to watch for a long time. There's a lot of Kubrick stuff on there. Um, you know, there's some newer, you know, things, Jaws, and there's some, you know, Spielberg stuff on Dr. there. Dr. Zhivago. I've never yes. been through that. I mean, that might be a... A tough one to get through, right? and you're gonna I mean, get, you're gonna Bolshevik get Revolution wasn't too. a great time either, but but you're gonna get your music singing in the too. rain. That's yeah. a feel good flick. A Wizard of Oz is on there. Uh huh. So yeah, I think that if if you're gonna take anyone's suggestion on anything, first do what's gonna make you happy and help you pass the time as right. easily as possible. But consider trying to work your way through the AFI Top 100, and those movies are hard to come by if you don't have the liquid cash to rent. I mean, three bucks a pop on on iTunes to yeah. rent a hundred movies. If you don't have that kind of cash, then, you know, it, it can be difficult. But check out AMC on TV, T- or Turner Movie Classics, I mean, sorry, TMC. If you have stars, get your subscriptions together. Um, you know, look look and try to hunt these things out because not only will it, if you're watching them on regular television, will it give you the opportunity to plan something for the future so you have something to look forward to, but it, it helps you occupy the time leading up to it because you can say, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch such and such movie from 4 to 6.30. So yeah. I have to have dinner prepped and in the oven you know, by then so I can eat at 6.30 if I'm going to make a, a full-on meal. Or I need to get laundry done before then. So it won't feel like you're just sitting around doing nothing. You'll be more productive maybe by scheduling that Absolutely. as opposed to just you know, binge watching. You know, like I own all 100 of the original AFI movies uh, in a digital format. So if I wanted to work through that list, I could sit there, order a couple of pizzas, and just be you know frumpy for for a couple <laughs> as of long days. as you need to. Yeah, yeah. But I you know I think finding stuff you know on uh, if you have cable or or planning your day around it, it sounds like a a good idea. Hundred percent. And and there's also too. I mean, there's a lot of parents out there who are you know kind of forced into the position where you have to homeschool kids. And and I think one of the beauties of homeschooling your kids is that. You can get creative with this stuff. It's not, hey, I'm going to sit in the desk and you're going to listen to me lecture and you're going to do some workbook activities. You can get, you can get creative. So, like America: The Story of Us, for example, that's streaming on, I think, Amazon. Might be Amazon, might be Netflix. I'm not sure, but it's available. Or Disney it's Plus. Out there. I mean, because they own. Oh yeah, Nat Geo. So. The, so that's out there, America: The Story of Us. There's uh, Men Who Built America. That's yep. that's really great. They've actually got. Now on history, they're doing the food that built America, yeah. which is surprisingly riveting. Um, so you know, turn that stuff into educational opportunities and experiences for your kids as well. You know, the the great thing about film too is you know that it it is a visual representation of our history, and it might be it might be shied one way or another based on the time it was released, or you know, because you watch a lot of movies from the fifties that are very pro America. Where you know there's a yeah. clear distinction on what we were doing, and then you watch movies from now, and you're and they give more of a, 
they try to be more realistic in the way they tell mm-hmm. things. And and but you or, can or even movies from the '60s where you're in the you know the, the Vietnam, Vietnam era, era, things like that, where it's way more cynical than but, it even is now. But take those opportunities to show your kids, you know, uh, age appropriate, of course, of those course. those movies, and take that as an opportunity to show them our history. Yeah. You know, that's the the beauty of of Hollywood, and especially classic Hollywood, is that it captures a moment that you're never going to get back to again in in the world. And they're very good about preserving those sort of things. And so you take that time to show your kids what the world used to be like when you right. were a kid or when your parents were a kid and, you know, and, and bridge those gaps. You know, the, the, the one great thing that might happen with everyone uh, having to kind of stay inside and, and not be at school or work is that it might actually bring families closer together. Schedule time for, for family movie nights. Make it an event. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Fuck Fandango, but, you know, give us free tickets. Make it a family <laughs> day, yo. Fam-dango. Family. Yeah. Family. Vin Diesel? Familia. Yeah, I think, I, I think that, that in spite of all the crap that, that we're going through at this moment, I think that it's a, it's a great opportunity to reorient ourselves and to get ourselves in a position where it's like, all right, what is really important to me? And, and do that. Do that. Be that. And... and orient yourself in such a way that when the dust does clear, we're not who we were before the shit hit the fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be, be better. Be better. Right. Be better on the opposite side of this. And, you know, hopefully that, you know, in the couple of hours that uh, you've listened to us here, we've given you some ideas of things Two and that, a you half. Can go, that you can go check out. Uh, and, and again, I mean, the list is exhaustive of movies and TV and documentaries and all of that stuff that's out there for everybody to check out. So, you know, not only do we want to share some of these ideas with you, but we also want you to share those ideas with us. So, Because we need to pass the time as well. Somebody here has a couple of kids. And again, we're all in this together. So let's help each other out. Filmburrito.com. Let us know what your ideas are. And um, let us know how you're passing the time too. We'd love to hear it. and let's face it, you got nothing else to do. So, you know, <laughs> share this, share this uh, uh, pod with, uh, with your friends and family. And hopefully, um, you know, maybe they'll get a, a little enjoyment out of uh, a couple of middle-aged doofuses uh, talking about movies and TV and geeky crap. So, yep. So on whatever podcast uh, app you're, you're listening to this, uh, or if you're on your desktop, or if someone's broadcasting this, or gave you an old CD 20 years down the road, give us a like and subscribe and and write us a review. Give us uh, either five or one stars. Fuck the middle ones. And uh, <laughs> right, we'll, we'll, let's be decisive here. We'll, just... we'll read your we'll read your 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 review on uh, online uh, if if it's funny enough. Either way, one or five stars. I don't care. Um, just bring it. But yeah, we'd we'd really like to try to get some feedback and and share you know this podcast with uh, with other people. So it's very important to us. You know, we we have braved the elements to bring this podcast to you specifically today. Uh, one of us had to travel out of the county to uh, to get here, so he unquarantined himself to get here. I am in a hazmat suit, though. Yes. Uh, you well, your your foot it, is your, <laughs> at least a foot, right? Not your toesies, but your ankles <laughs> is. So. so yeah, so visit filmburrito.com. Um, uh, give us a call four four zero seven zero one six five four seven. That's films if you spell it out in your own language. In your own language. In your own language. Yeah. Yep. Like right, Chuckies. Yeah. It's so. Chuck and E. Chuckanese, and Chuckanese. Got it. Like, I can type 150 words per minute in my own language. That's impressive. It is. There's a lot of ah uh, in there, but <laughs> fantastic. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for joining us. As always, I'm Jason. I'm Chuck. And we are Filmarito. See y'all next time.
Take care of each other. Bye.